Yo, it's the most dope show, it's about that time to get live Take a break from your 8 to 5 Them other guys don't have the ability to rip it We kick it, three guys on Representing with the most killer spirit And we coming with the jokes So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes And forget them other folks Cause we got the best quotes Randolph does more than just jokers He woke and he got the files Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial I don't know where that boy Tim is now Raising the daughter, he hella proud Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit The sock puppets always be there to assist Too many to name but they all of this shit I guess I could try Love me some Frankie French Milner and Mike B Be lit, I cannot forget about Petey and Chris J.L. Covan with them Trump impressions Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips That's a whole damn nation so they always near Pop, pop, bang, bang, getting green romaine Three guys on sock puppet nation gang, gang Yeah Dominic. Puerto Rico, Suave, I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. At the height of their perspective uh, career paths, who gets the most girls? The highest heights of acting or the highest heights of sports what do you think i think i feel like it would still be sports probably sports still i would i would think yeah i think sports only because i feel like with that moving town to town thing going town to town that opens up that opens up your your window a lot wider for you yeah you're in a different town if you're a basketball player in a different town damn near every other every other night of the week all right so what about this what about quality versus quantity as far as what type of oh that that's a that's tough because quality is a personal choice you know what i mean so that's that's a tough that's a tougher call well doesn't the nba have like a lot of girls that just you know they kind of all the players kind of pass them around they do yeah yeah so it's like they're. Does known. that happen in acting though? Do we know if that happens amongst the, amongst these little acting cliques? Well, are are there local. acting cliques like that? You're that all like in the same city though. So click like, dudes. Eventually, uh, going to run through the whole clique. Probably, yeah. Like anything else. Maybe musicians versus sports, like Chad is saying, that might be a musicians travel too. That's a, that's a big part. That of might it. be a better one. Like a I was thinking, for musicians for sports, it's got to be musicians. Like I wonder what actors. Like, would you rather be someone that's like Corey, uh, Kofi uh, Cerebo or whatever his name is? The kid. Turn your mic up for me a little bit, Rod. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Uh, is he from Queen? That's not Queen. What about Shook now? Guys. Yeah, yeah dude, I feel like it. So, would you rather be like Kofi from Queen Sugar? Doesn't never have, he'll never have as much money as LeBron James. But Mike could pull just about anybody. Yeah, but so could LeBron no. though. Right, right. But I just wonder, like, cause like yeah. LeBron is LeBron, obviously. Like, let's imagine he's a single guy. I mean, I don't feel like he's gonna have a problem, but there's some about an actor at the highest heights that I that I, I don't know. It's it's close it's closer than you think, I think. Like I I'm with y'all. I think it's athletes, but I think I think it's closer than people think. Like I think if Denzel was single, he'd just be Pull it and like not just pulling anybody, but like everybody's list of like, oh my god, this I can't believe he did it again, you know. Well, Idris was Idris was that dude for a long time, yeah. 
Yeah. And I feel like he might still be and nowhere close to LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as money, yeah. and shit, money but, and, but you know, f- fame doesn't oftentimes equal money though. Right. So fame and money are, are two different things. Mm-hmm. Fame he's had for a long time, all the way back to when he was stringer, <laughs> you know, and then on the other side of the scale, if you're going to be middling at something, I'd rather be middling at acting because I feel like you still pull higher than a middling NBA player because there's no fame to middling NBA player. You know what I mean? Well, right. yes, but if you're a middling NBA player, and uh, Chris could speak to this, and you're a middling acting player, which one is a more comfortable life? NBA player. Obviously, the middling <laughs> NBA player. Yeah. We're just talking about girls, though. But you'll be able, but living in that comfortableness of life will get you. You can throw women. more money at girls. Will get right. you women. Yeah. Right. And like what I'm saying is. Because like, if you're a middling actor, you're still going to the club with these, with the top end guy. <laughs> so when I, I mean? say middling and acting, I mean the like, we know that, I know your face guy. I don't know your name, yeah. but you know. You're I talking about a character that. actor versus yeah, a star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like the dude that was that was in uh you know um in the Cosby show who was working at Whole working at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a working actor. That's that's G Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. He's somebody that had you know had a lot of fame. What's his Greg Greg oh my god, um Elton from but I want to say his name. Mm-hmm. Cosby show. Elton. Uh, El- Jeffrey Owens, Jeffrey Owens. Yeah, with the G. Yeah, Joffrey. <laughs> Joffrey. Jeff, like Jeffrey Owens is like as famous as a dude that called Jeremy Lin coronavirus in the G League. Like, yeah. that's like it's like that's not a level of fame. I'm talking about like the difference between say Lou Williams and Sweet Lou. Yeah, and like. If your name is Lou, by the way, you're always going to get called sweet. You're always going to get called sweet. Leon from Snowfall. Yeah, something like that. Like somewhere it's like, I know him from somewhere, you know, probably doing okay. Not not Mm -hmm. Rick at all, but. Right, right. I don't don't, don't know. I think that level is about equal. It's it's, like I said, closer than we think. Not, not, I still get a notch to athletes. So I feel like there's a whole uh, economy. Over yeah, there, yeah, or, or it might, or it might be not Leon from Snowfall, but Damson Idris. Yeah, uh, like Damson Idris probably could be pulling out because Joy, he was on. I didn't, I didn't listen to it yet or watch it, but Damson Idris was on Joy Taylor's podcast, and you know Joy Taylor's bad than a motherfucker. Yeah, Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh, Damson's my husband." That that was a title, right. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Uh, "Yeah, Joy, you could have whoever." Now keep in mind, Joy Taylor interviews athletes for a living. Ain't none of them yeah. are hungry. Right? I don't think. You know I don't think won. that a lot of. I don't think that a lot of uh, quote unquote good girls. I don't think they want to fuck with athletes. <laughs> Because they right, they know they probably asshole. Because they know what it. God damn! I've never. I'm I'm trying to think of Joy Taylor. My God, ain't she? Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she was like, it's like, oh If I was Damson Idris, if I was if I was Damson Idris, and I would be like, oh yeah, yeah, I am your husband. What do you right. What do you need from me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I don't. They don't. They don't. 
particularly because she says she works in sports too. So she yeah. knows what it is. Right. <laughs> so she's like, I ain't fucking with no athlete. Yeah. yeah. It's like dating one Good of the Lord. You're going to end up out here embarrassed. Yeah. But yeah, See, some, some somebody like me, I have to get to that level to where, I, you know, that's in level to aspire to. It's, it's just like also if you act in people will talk themselves into you. It's like mm-hmm. he's on my TV. You know what? You know what? Maybe yeah. good. But it's like it's like that. Before that, it's just like this nigga just he say here. They out. also kind of think you have more money than you do. Of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They but you're not going to talk. You're not going to discourage them for thinking that either. Right. Yeah, oh no. One of, one of the realest things is, uh, and I, I've said this before on on shows and stuff, but Janelle James said, whenever you see one of your friends on TV, just know that 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 money was spent six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like, yeah, it, it was. Like, and I told her that when she was on my show, I said, that's the realest shit you ever said. And you said a lot of real shit before. But that, you know, because I remember doing, I did a show, a one-nighter, and I was headlining. And they looked, they said, oh, you've seen them on whatever, whatever the credits that they gave. And once I got off stage, they looked me up on IMDb and these women came over to where I was sitting. They're like, oh, my God, you're on this show. And I was like, yeah, but you have to get to the 35 minute mark. And then, you know, like, <laughs> for like a couple seconds and, you know, but um, it is. Yeah, that's a that's an interest. There's like people that I women that I'm attract that I like that I follow. Like this one cooking girl, woman that cooks on um, uh, Munchies. I think her name is Faraday. Her name is Faraday. I think she's really cute and she's obviously talented. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, Oh, I like Pete Davidson. I was like, God damn it. Right. Like talking about Pete Davidson. And that's like, clearly because that's a dude you talk yourself into. Like, right. Pete Davidson isn't just walking in a room and everybody's like, Oh my fucking God. Did you see? Yeah. yeah. But he's been on TV enough that it's like, Oh, uh, you know, uh, if you know, know, know like, Man, he's a strange. Yeah. He's a strange-looking dude, but he still pulls. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because he's on TV. I right. think he also um, activates a maternal instinct in a lot of women. They want to take care awesome. of him. Yeah. Him. He seems like a nice. He did get Kate nice Beckinsdale, I, uh, and I hope he pulled it all the way down too. I and really hope an, he does. When I see a dude like that with somebody like that, I'm like, I hope I hope you pulled it all the way. It was down. right after that big dick energy shit too. So Ariana yeah. Grande. He mm-hmm. had Ariana Grande, pop, Grande, one of the biggest pop star. That's her. That's how she says it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grandy? She says a Grandy. Yeah. Huh. Until like it was like two or three years ago when I heard her say that, and she was like, "It's like people call it's people call me Grande, but it's really Grandy." That's how like she's like my grandfather or grandmother pronounced it that way. Oh well, yeah, that makes it right. <laughs> I'm like your I'm grandmother was pronouncing this shit wrong. You know? <laughs> they, were, they were pronouncing this shit right, probably. You would think they it's would know. Name. That's her name. But, but uh, anyway, yeah, I know. I'm like, okay. You think they would know, but yeah. uh, they, get to, they get to say it how they want to say it. Yeah, right. That's but that's and and it's funny. That's the thing I was talking about with Bill Burr. That names are important. Yeah, you know. Well, if I like, if I could like. I would think like, damn, if I could just get a couple more, like if I could get like some more guest stars, some series regular shit, somebody would see me and I could go out on a date with that YouTube lady. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe she would give me a shot. Like if you could get Keenan spot on Saturday Night Live, she'd be talking herself into you. If Keenan's show blows up and they need a big guy mm-hmm. that can act, uh, you know, they'd be like, hey, Keenan. People would shit on me, right. but I would be getting them checks and I would be working. 
And but, eventually they talk themselves into you if you just gotta you just gotta show up. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah in fact, right. people shitting on you might help because it again it activates their maternal instinct to take care mm-hmm. of you and protect you. That's true. Yeah, because yeah. that's the other thing. Pete Davidson ain't necessarily good at skits. You know what I mean? But it's something about him. And you're like, you know, he is funny though. That. Yeah, he is funny. Yeah. But I like it. and I like the last king of Scotland. Damn, the last king of Scotland. The last I like king that too. King, king of Stat. The, the king, king of Stat. Last king of Scotland. Was like, he ain't in that. <laughs> you made me want to have a mashup. Of, That's Professor Xavier. <laughs> I, now I want a mashup of Forrest Whitaker in the last king of Staten Island. He's like, Pete, <laughs> dude, just smoke a little weed. You'll be all right. <laughs> smoke a little weed, dude. You'll be okay. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> he had that he had that his sweat was acting that's the thing that got me I'm on flash king scott i'm like oh his sweat is acting that's it's good acting by sweat right there that's good sweat acting ours whitaker motherfucking thespian dog yeah i really liked ghost dog ghost dog is really good underrated gem yeah i mean he's great in a lot of he was great in the shield yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great in everything. I just, I just remember that movie. Like, what is Ghost Dog? Like late nineties, and yeah, and it was just like one of those. It's now a cult hit, but when it first came out, it wasn't a lot of hype around it. But I, I dug it. Soundtrack. It looked, it looked so ridiculous at the time. Yeah. Like, it, it, was just a kung, it was just a kung, one of them kung fu movies we all used to watch. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah. <laughs> just like if the shit would have came out 10, uh, 10 to 12 years earlier, it would have just been another movie. But it, it missed the wave and it was coming out with nothing else like it was out. So it was like, yeah. look at this nigga trying to be a samurai. I'm like, 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 uh, like Black Bell Jones. <laughs> 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 You mean like it's The a, Last Samurai by it's Tom Cruise? movie. That's all it is. It's <laughs> one of them old school Run Run Shaw, you know, Golden Harvest Kung Fu movies. <laughs> that's all it is. You know, that's all. That's all it is. How was your shot experience? Just the overall experience in and out? Uh-uh. So we had an appointment for 115. Mm-hmm. They sent us the thing, you know, be here at 115. I'm like, all right. So I've been seeing these other places that did it and I've been hearing mixed experiences. Some places get there, wait a couple of hours, whatever. Some places in and out in, in a few minutes. Um, so I thought maybe it's one of those in and out places. And that's why they didn't tell us come an hour or two ahead of time. Yeah, we get there. Line of cars. It was a drive through one. So line of cars uh, up the street. And I'm like, well, we do have an appointment. Maybe these are some walk ups. So we kind of skirt around and go into the parking lot. Walk up to the folks. Hey, uh, we got an appointment. One fifteen. It's one fifteen. What's up? They was like, "Yeah, you gotta go back to the end of the line." I was like, "All right, cool. You know, I'm gonna get this vaccine today. Come hell or high water." So yeah, you ain't said nothing but a thing. So we just yeah. pulled up in the car, turned on the Taylor Swift, and you know, Karen was reading a comic book, and we just waited about an hour um, to get to the to the part where you take the shot. We took the shot. Uh, they tell you pull up in the parking lot, wait for 15 minutes, or make sure you don't go in the anaphylactic shop. Yeah, wait see if you don't stroke out on the ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> waited to 15 uh, while right. I, I was in there. Got the stopwatch on you. 15, go get out of here. You ain't our responsibility no more. On uh, that 17th minute, you on the highway. Uh, I can't breathe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
yeah, Karen was like, I was like, you feel all right? She's like, yeah, you feel all right? I was like, I don't know, kind of hungry. She's like, I, me too. I was like, yeah, I want some brains. You want some to eat some delicious <laughs> brains? Was like, but uh, nah, we um waited the 15 minutes. I watched the uh college admission scandal documentary on Netflix in the car, and then uh, we came back home, got some Bojangles, came yeah. home, and I told Randolph before this happened, I was like, if mm-hmm. I make it home in time, I'll hop on the second yeah, part yeah. of the yeah. so, I wonder how many you- other people they told 115, though. Nigga. Like, everybody wow. got that same text message. <laughs> and, and what's, funny 115. Is, <laughs> what's funny is, our shit was the earliest. So, like, at the time when they announced that, I hopped on the, like, uh, I follow my man, Joe Bruno, Channel 9. Shout out to Joe Bruno, WSOC. And he he like our local reporter that be bounded, right? He be in the streets for the protest. He everywhere. If it's some news, he do no. So he the plug for these vaccine uh locations and shit. So he was like, "Yo, follow me. I got you." And so he announced, "Hey, they doubt they doing the clinic Saturday. Uh, just sign up here, fill out your information, blah blah." blah. We do it. We sign everything, and it, and it said at the time, like say they started at eleven. I got one fifteen. Karen got one thirty. So I was thinking it was like everybody gets yeah, a 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. No, nah, nigga. People <laughs> were skipping line. Like, motherfuckers was trying to, like, straight up Bogart their way in the, into the line. <laughs> um, people was trying to do walk-ups. Uh, pe- like, uh, some man, it was people that we saw had to get out of line because they was like, listen, we did all the walk-ups we could do. It's by appointment only at this point. You got to get out of line. Well, I'm just saying, why can't I just, I mean, what if somebody don't be, listen, we, we, we already like two hours behind, you have to get out of line. And so uh, that's but why. you know I, what? You know what? That's actually a good thing though. Because mm-hmm. that means motherfuckers are like, I'm getting the shot. Right. Mm-hmm. What was the racial makeup of the crowd? Did it, did it play so, demographically? We were in cars, so you couldn't really see everybody. Right. Um. It was definitely on the white side of town. Wait, hold on, Rod. Hold on. You couldn't see the people, but did you see any crown air fresheners in the back of I, the... <laughs> I saw some spinning rims, which I thought was a good sign. Um, now, nah, we couldn't really see the racial makeup. I anecdotally saw like a couple white families, some Indian folks, some um, uh, Southeast Asian Indian, um, mm-hmm. some... Uh, Latino people and a couple black folks uh, coming in and out. You know, you can see them when they drive out. So yeah. it was a, I mean, it's Charlotte, very black, mm-hmm. densely packed city. So, I mean, it was, it, I'll put it this way. I wasn't like, oh my God, where are the black people? I was like, oh yeah, this is about right. Cause that's what I was like. Yeah. Up here. Well, if anyone's yeah. having trouble getting an appointment, uh, Jason Whitlock has tweeted a, um, like a plan B for the vaccine. He's trending right now. What what's his right. what's his plan his, B? His tweet eat, is this his eat tweet? Eat more chicken. What's his plan B? Right. Someone We're someone asked doing. him, "Have you gotten a vaccine?" <laughs> and he quote tweeted them back. He said, um, "The best vaccine is weight loss, exercise, vitamin D, green food from <laughs> Nigga, the earth. You don't even do that. And water. Right. Green food from the earth and water. So now nothing he's, nothing what he's doing. <laughs> he's got a thousand quote tweets. He's doing that." That's, when the Coonan has gone too far. <laughs> Damn, he's sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to show you guys this. this Why? 
This is, Why would uh, you do that? Why are you so sorry, Jason? He's discouraging people from getting vaccinated. There's no other Jason Whitlock, Keisha. <laughs> I bet, and I bet my bottom dollar, he's already been vaccinated. Oh, someone took the tweet down already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not, Jason Whitlock took that shit down. No, no, he, he, no, his is up, but someone took this tweet down. Mm. Um, let me try it again. Uh, maybe I put the link in wrong or something. Our oh, this shampoo? is not available to you. Okay, I'm, I got to be logged in. Someone posted a picture of Jason Whitlock asleep on a couch with his, you know, mm. belly out. And he's uh, sorry. He is this a, nigga ate ribs on national TV. He is a sorry dude, man. <laughs> Why did he eat ribs on national TV? Bro, I have because no you got to take that coon into the next level sometimes. He Chris. was on PTI and just pulled out some motherfucker. I was at home like, nigga, what are you doing? <laughs> and it was before he had, you know, made the transition. So I was just like, yeah. what, what is wrong with this dude? Like, that was my first. <laughs> Like little clue of like so, this dude might not be all the way right, man. Oh man, this is a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> this you <laughs> niggas. <laughs> yeah, he's getting dunked on all over Twitter right now. He's got. Um, oh man, <laughs> I mean, he basically said someone asked him, "Did you get the vaccine?" And he basically said no because the best vaccine. He's discouraging vaccines. Is is good? The best vaccine is take is being healthy and taking care of yourself. Something you clearly don't do. You the best vaccine, <laughs> you Well, didn't well, didn't uh, he get released from Outkick or he left Outkick or something? Yeah, he left. He left, um, he left Outkick. Yeah, or something happened. To do what? He got, he got kicked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's he go? What's he gonna do now? <laughs> He's gonna eat. He's gonna uh, take vitamin D, <laughs> eat some green food from the earth, and drink water. Someone said I voted Trump would have been a shorter answer. <laughs> <laughs> Trump yeah. got the vaccine though. I know he ain't left his house. There's no way. There's no way, dog. He probably got vaccinated. Like all these motherfuckers, I don't trust. Like. All them Fox News people, hey, we I just don't know what's going on. Tucker Carlson, um, they got vaccinated. Don't think they didn't. Mm-hmm. They all have been vaccinated. Let they fucking dumbass fans die. They've all been vaccinated, motherfuckers. <laughs> Out here talking that shit. All you gotta do is take some vitamin D, <laughs> eat some green food from the earth. <laughs> is that all we gotta do? Exercise. Like you do, you son of a bitch. Just so, like you, right? Someone just they, they know him on DoorDash. <laughs> oh no, the Jason. Yeah, I mean, I know he's likes to troll, and he knows he's gonna get a reaction. But you're you're pushing anti-vax propaganda while you're trolling. Yeah, you gotta have some responsibility there. Wonder what would happen if they uh, Twitter probably wouldn't ban him, but man, I wish they would. <laughs> but that shit, <laughs> stupid motherfucker. Just sorry. Hey, we talked about Russ. Huh? What you finna get? We haven't actually uh, started the podcast yet, although we have. We haven't, but we have. <laughs> hey, welcome on back to Three Guys On. I'm Rob Morrow. Got my I'm man Randolph Terrence. Here. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Chris Lamberth. <laughs> and we are Three Guys On. There we go. Plus one, plus two.
Maybe we can get some of that um some of that some of that Spotify money now. <laughs> Spotify, if you're listening, okay, hook these fellas up. All right, <laughs> we we trying to get something going over here. Let's start a Spotify network. Spotify money. No, there's yeah. a there's a line to get on Spotify, just like that Andy, vaccine Andy line. Make, Andy will make this work. Somewhere Look, so what we got to do? We got to uh, get Alex Jones on here. What we got? <laughs> yeah, we got to. Before we get going really good, let's let's get try to try to keep a tight rod. Because okay. you missed you missed the earlier discussion, okay. and I definitely want you to be a part of it. Uh, Justice League, go! Oh man, uh, I haven't watched it. Yet. You haven't watched it? Okay, never mind. I watched the first one, but it's you haven't watched the four already, hour one. I watched about thirty minutes. Okay, I broke it. I broke it into parts. It took me three days. Already okay. in my top five four hour movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's right it's right up there with what other movie uh um hmm. uh, the the uncut, the, the uncut <laughs> version of amadeus <laughs> it's going with the wind for hours how long uh, uh, sound of music the, the rich rich man poor man miniseries <laughs> the hateful I, mean, I, guess, I guess if you kill bill if you make it one movie that's four hours technically yeah, 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 so technically, yeah. kill bills at my top uh, I think the hateful eight, maybe that's four hours. Yeah. Uh, so that's t- Quentin Tarantino. Got two Thank you, Jane. That Ten Commandments. Interstellar. Every Easter, that motherfucker was just running on television, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Interstellar. Man, I, How long was Interstellar? Ten Commandments had really good special great. effects, though. At the I've time, I've been uh, I've been uh, trolling Karen because she hates it. Oh, she hates Justice League. So uh, <laughs> whenever I can find her, the situation where. She is like she can't move or she can't do so. I throw it on. So like today, when we were in that line in the car, I threw on Justice League on the HBO Max streaming. I was like, "Oh, let's check this out." She was like, "No, I don't want to watch that." Like, oh, Wait, yeah. now, which one does she hate? The the first one, the one with the Justice League. She hates the, Batman versus Superman. The theater Donald. one or just them? Period. Not all of them, but those. That- She'll like this one. Think so. Sad like sack Superman. Man, it's good. I'm gonna tell you right now. Karen's not watching that shit. If you just if you can get it if you can get it to the starting point, she'll she'll like it. The, the this one is it's just I'm telling you, man. The way he the story is different. Mm-hmm. The character development is different. The interplay between the characters is different. They're a lot. They're a lot more real and human, as opposed to the shit you saw in this mm-hmm. motherfucker where they made him into character curse. Except for like the Batman, except for weirdly the white male characters. I'm sad, <laughs> Superman. I'm sad. You know, there, the cyborgs character actually has a whole backstory that mm-hmm. should be there. That you're like, oh, I get it now. You know. I have, by the way, Vulture put out a list of the 33 best movies over three hours long. Okay. Um, some of these, I yeah, I never, I wouldn't have thought. They're not four hours necessarily, right. but like Malcolm X is over three hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Deer Hunter is just over three hours it's long. It's a good movie, man. Gandhi. Uh, no, I didn't really like Gandhi. Um, the Right Stuff. I don't remember that one. Oh, JFK. Oh. <laughs> the New Kids on the Block. <laughs> the New Kids on the Block tour documentary. The Right Stuff. <laughs> uh, the Walberg Cut. That uh, JFK and Malcolm X. They came out around the same time. They're both over three hours. Short I always cuts. remember on Family Matters when Ra- Waldo Faldo called it Jifk. You guys gonna see Jifk? Jifk. And this list is over three hours long. Great movie. Uh, Titanic. 
Titanic. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I mean, Magnolia. at that point, if you if you make it all the way to Return of the King, you're in. You're watching. I really liked Magnolia. You don't have any choice. Avengers Endgame is just over three hours. Obviously, Again, number one. first of all, it's a great movie, and you're in. If you make it to that point, you you have to sit there and watch it. You and you've already choice. put in like 150 hours. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any choice. Leading up to that. Is Boogie Nights three hours or like two and a lot of change? No, it's probably two and some change. Yeah, it's not on this list, but maybe they just okay. don't like it that much. That's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, some of these, yeah, they're like just at three hours. Four hours is extra long. I mean, honestly, I like Justice League, but thought it could have been. Man, that first movie is garbage. It could have been. Well, I'm saying I like the Zack Snyder one, but it could have been a little longer. You know, like give me another hour, flesh out some more of the stories, you know. What does Alfred get up into on his album? This shit that this shit that he put out yesterday is fantastic. I don't know what the fuck Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon don't like black people. I'm gonna just go ahead and put that shit out there. Sammy's heart is three hours long. <laughs> I don't even think that's what happened, dog. I think watch the movie, dog. You're gonna be like, God, I know damn, dog, really? I'm you just saying, had to give it all the black shit. That's what you had to do. <laughs> I'm telling you, the motherfuckers came to him with Zack Snyder's crazy coke fuel four-hour vision, and they told Josh, hey. Make this shit into what a blockbuster movie would be. That's exactly what happened. He he was like, well, first of all, we're going to lose all this black stuff right here. Let's get Mm -hmm. rid of that. Cut all that shit out. Black family. We don't need that. The Flash's (laughs) backstory. Cut it all out. What is this about? What is this with Flash? And this? Why is he being nice to this black girl? We don't need that. Get that out of here. Even that bullshit. (laughs) in the um, Because not all of it's black. Because I guess I start watching some of it. Aquaman in that Icelandic fishing village singing. That they didn't. They didn't. I thought about that. Like, did you see the scene where they're singing? Yeah, I was like, you don't need that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so but that you that, don't need that, the that, other that, stuff. The other stuff. Uh, some of the some of the shit of of Bruce going across the mountain. Yeah, cut some of that shit out. This Zach is what I was home. saying. Like, it's a four hour movie, but you could cut it down to three yeah. and lose a few minutes here, a few minutes there. That's, that kind that's of stuff. the difference. Is that Zach wanted to put it all in? Yeah, and, they, and then you know, unfortunately, his uh, his his, his child passed from suicide. Which is the reason he got off. Yeah, the I see. We talked part. about this in the first part. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't like he got yanked. It was just, uh, it was just unfortunate, real fucked up timing. And right. Josh Whedon comes in. He doesn't have the same job as Zach. Like it wasn't finish the film and put out Zach Snyder's vision. It was, hey, can you turn this into a film? Like we don't yeah. got the whole film. We got parts of a film. Hatchet this shit together. Make it about two hours and put it out. So. Yeah, I get why he cut what he cut. I, I wasn't I wasn't ever tripping over that shit. Well, some of the shit like like it just seemed like they made Aquaman stupid. They yeah. took away um they they made Flash not be like a fully mm-hmm. formed person. Like he was just like a nerd. I'm like, yeah. that's not what he was though, if you watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They made um Diana was about the way she is, but they didn't give her the I mean, she's a hardcore warrior in this shit. Well, keep keep in mind she's coming off of uh, her own movie. She's coming off yeah. of Batman. But even in, even coming off her own movie, she's much more of a hardcore warrior in this than she well, was. Well, in Batman, Do- Superman, Dawn of Justice, I thought she was the best part because she that's all she was. Yeah, you know, yeah. she was just whooping at like to me in that movie. She the best part of it because that motherfucking guitar riff come in, and yeah. she was like with the shit. Like everybody else was like. I'm about to fight this nigga. She's like, I'm here to whoop Dark Side or what, what was it? Doomsday's ass. Yeah, Stephen. Yeah, Doomsday. Yeah, loved yeah. it. Loved you know, it. And then you know, 
they took out the whole uh, Thanos light, bootleg Thanos is what I call yeah. Darkseed. They yeah. took out all of bootleg Thanos. Yeah. They took that out. The whole story point they took out. So they made Steppenwolf the main guy. And I was like, that guy, you know, but if you go back and watch it in his thing, you're like, oh, well, now it makes sense. Yeah, I, I did see he was wearing some 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 different armor. Yeah, completely they, different. They, yeah, they completely completely now. different. Uh, you know. so, I mean, I'll, I'll probably finish it on my own. I, I can't. Yeah, I just, break to the, just break it down into the parts. That's the way yeah. to do it. Don't try and do it in one shot. And the thing for me is I don't hate DC. I don't hate Justice League. I don't hate like the Zack Snyder movies and shit. The nerves around me, they hate them. I don't care. For, I don't care for him. I know he. Yeah. They set up a. They set up a Martian. I know this. If he was doing it, I would watch it. I would watch mm. more of it. Like he set up a Martian Manhunter thing. Like I'm kind of like I'm kind of on this thing where like I do want to see different visions of that universe. I don't want to see the same thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we got CW shows and cartoons and shit. Like if Zack Snyder wants to make it the fucking murder verse and. <laughs> it's all dark. Then fuck it. I'll watch it. And then y'all also make another movie that don't got nothing to do with it. I'll watch that too. So I, I don't know. I wasn't as precious about it as other folks. So I think I've been able to enjoy those movies for the most part. It's better than it's better than the weed and cut though. Right. Have you have you liked uh the super what about Superman and Lois on the CW? Oh yeah, I love that too, man. It's okay. Beautiful. And then they that. I'm not that much of a fan. I don't Nah, it's good. It's not. I've been it's, recording it's that thing that they've been doing lately on the CW, where they actually film these things for like streaming services, and they so they got a complete like vision that has right. a pretty good budget, and then they just happen to show it on CW. They did this with Star Girl last year as well, and uh, this shit, man. Hey, this Superman, it's like half Friday Night Lights, half Superman, and oh wow. Yeah, the family shit and the drama is really where it's blowing people away because you got good acting uh, in the movie. In the series, he has two teenage sons. So it's more him and Lois moved back to Smallville. Oh, his Superman has two teenage sons? Yes, and one of the sons is getting kind of getting powers and the other one isn't. The one that's kind of getting powers is the nerdy, aloof one. That's uh, that's always been kind of a, a loner, and then the one that's like the outgoing quarterback in Metropolis. Now they're in Smallville. He's like the second string quarterback. He's not playing on the team. He doesn't. <laughs> his brother gets powers. He doesn't. You know what Man. I'm saying? And so right. like it's it's actually like a really dope show because they added all this family drama to it. And uh, yeah, man, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's not like the other CW shows at all. Did you give up on Black Lightning, or are you still watching? Hell nah, man. I support black people, bro. I, I love Black Lightning. Okay. Raphael is saying NPR said the movie's far as long because of slow motion. No, that ain't why. Nah. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with it. It's chopped and screwed. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with it. He put, he put a lot of scenes in there, like that singing scene in particular. Once you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. The it's a, like, it's with a Aquaman, bit, you don't need that. Raphael, it's a bit self-indulgent. Like, it's clearly they just said, listen, do here's your it's your vision, your baby, anything you want in it, you can do. No one else went behind him and said, come on, bro, you can take that shit out. Because, like, <laughs> like I said, there's scenes in there where, like, you know, Superman has died. That's not a spoiler. We all know that. And, like, they show, like, his mom mourning him and they play the slow song and then they like show like a slow shot of metropolis and two white fans and they the song is playing the whole time they show a bridge with the black superman logo the world is in one so like it's very indulgent of those moments because we didn't set those up in 
Batman versus Superman. And to him, it's like, let's wallow in this. You know what I'm saying? I created this for a reason. Uh, not Whedon, I meant Snyder. Whedon yeah. would have been like, at, well, we know what Whedon said. Whedon said, cut that shit out, man. <laughs> yeah. like, so some of it is is shit like, it's four hours because, like Randolph said, there's he yeah, is going to put the whole song he in the put, ice. Yeah, the whole song. That's he what's interesting, too. It's like... And hear the it, and read the credits. Of the the song. first was like two hours. The second one is like four hours, which means that like when they say that a movie's budget is like a hundred million dollars, fifty million is cut. Like fifty yep. half that budget is on the cutting room floor, even though they had to spend all that money to film all that shit. Like most of that stuff you never see. Yep. And then he added some shit in this too that isn't even in the original vision he had. Like the black dude that is Martian Manhunter. I saw an interview with him. He said he didn't know his character was Martian Man because he said they filmed the shit and that's all post-production shit that either Josh came up with when he said, okay, cool, I get my own version or, I mean, Zach came up with it or Zach maybe had to plan the whole time but didn't tell him. So, Martian Man is in the Justice League, man, so... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to get his ass in the Justice League. Shout out to my movie. man, though. He got. I know he's like, oh, I got a raise. We might need to get. Some <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to have an action figure. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, now. Let me get my agent on the phone. You see what? You see what Zach did? <laughs> you know, he's like, I gotta figure out a way to get your ass into this next, into this next movie. Because yeah. <laughs> Marshall Manhunt is a part of is a part of the Justice League. So what do I gotta do to get your ass in here? You know, but I'm I'm gonna watch it though, Randolph. I'm gonna get to it. I mean, you'll, like I said, just spread it out over a couple of days. Yeah, Randolph is fucking raving over this. But Randolph is very much a like. If it come out on Friday and he like it by Saturday morning, he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with the rest of y'all?" I know yeah. that is true. Catch the, you need to catch the fuck up to Randolph. <laughs> yeah. Don't punch me in the stomach. I just got the vaccine. Let it settle. Catch the fuck up now. <laughs> But for this one, I watched it. Like I said, I watched over three days. I was like, let me just start <laughs> stretching this shit out. And, and, you know, like Winter Soldier, I was like, all right, it's out. You know, you watch that. Uh, y'all watch that. Uh, that that Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yet? But what I, I do with those is what the nerds do is that shit comes out at midnight. They're on it. Right. It comes out I wait till 7 p.m. And then mm-hmm. I sit down and watch it. That's what we do. Get whatever kind of food I got. I'm going to get down with. I sit down and I watch it. So basically the Winter Soldier is like a superhuman Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) Uh, Rod gets it. I get it. (laughs) Except he he actually wants to make amends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I did see the Mortal Kombat trailer. And uh, that little Asian cat that I love is in it from from the... uh, from the white samurai movie with tom cruise yeah that's my man he's in it so i'm, re- I heard, I'm ready I heard, for a, it. Looks great. I heard an interview where they talked to a guy who had seen the first 13 minutes of it and then got the interview of creators and he was like y'all ain't ready for this shit <laughs> like <laughs> oh he's wow like, he's like it's got nothing but it, he's it, the they had some stipulations to make the movie it took seven years the first stipulation was it had to be rated r period and they said it took seven years because they had to watch like john wick and deadpool make all that money before wb would even say okay let's make a rated r big budget action quick uh they didn't want any big name actors in it so that was another stipulation like they didn't want to you know because they those those actors come with them fucking contracts like 
Vin Diesel can't get hit in the face. Right. You yeah, can yeah. never lose a fight. They were like, yeah, so fuck none of that. They said it had to be a diverse cast. They didn't want no whitewashing. They said every character has to be uh, similar to their backstory from the game. So you can't do the Hollywood shit of like, well, why not make Johnny Cage the main guy? You're like, yeah. So like they, they just sound like some real super. Oh, and the third one was everybody in it had to know some form of martial arts. Martial arts. Yeah, that's the way to go. Like you could tell. In the first one, Sonya, I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't know martial arts, dude. Yeah. Tell her oh, like, you can always tell by the way they hold their hands. That's how you <laughs> can tell. <laughs> you can always, you? any martial arts can spot that just the way they hold their hands when they're doing certain things. Like, they don't, you don't know a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a whole new technique, play, man. Did you guys play Mortal Kombat a lot as kids? Growing yeah. Up? yeah, that was the one yeah. game I did play a lot. Sega! Yeah. Shout out to the Blood Code. Yep. Yeah. Down forward, back, back, C. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that I shit on. Let's go. I wasn't in, into it though. See, you guys had brothers in your house though. Yeah. Down forward, back, back. See, this was with roommates at the time. Okay. We spent a whole Friday evening doing that shit. Well, I used to go to the arcade and play that shit, man. That was my yeah. shit. I remember uh, visiting my cousins in Newport News, Virginia. This wasn't Mortal Kombat, but it was the day that Street Fighter 2 came out for Super Nintendo. Mm. And that's all that we did. I, all I did was watch them play that game. And fight each other. Fuck you! They like hit each other and all this shit. They let you play. I didn't really care for it. Mm. I didn't want, like I said in the early, like I was talking to you know Andy and Randolph in the first other episode. I just I like sports games. I didn't really care about fighting. Did your dad ever take it about Jangles to talk about Street Fighter? (laughs) No, he did. We didn't have both Jangles. No, blood records and get a little Street Fighter in. That would have that would change all everything. You know about red don't meat shit there, on son. my black dad bonding experience. God damn it, <laughs> Fud Ruckers. I like Fud Ruckers. I know, I know. I just you were the first person I met that was a Fud Ruckers like truther. Yeah. So, oh yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a good it's a good burger. I mean, it's I went good. there. I it's went there fine. a couple of times with Karen. It was just okay to me, but then I was like, my dad never took me here. Slow down. Yeah. It's fine. I think you're yeah. putting your you're letting your nostalgia of the time you spent with your dad. I think it's good. Color the color the like, taste of that burger. Like now. I felt like they didn't do enough work for what they give me. It's like here's here you go put the toppings on. Like bitch, that's, that's <laughs> what I pay you for. It's yeah, fine. I, I I like it, man. I, I you know you know they good. have uh they have elk burgers. I know they have bison and elk like um. Yeah. At the exotic um, burger section of the menu, American Kobe, Buffalo, and Elk. They have a good and Tim Tim recommended their chicken sandwich, and it was pretty good. But uh, I mean, it it was actually good. But uh, you know, burger you go to. Fuck I feel right like now. I've had the bison or whatever buffalo. I don't think I've ever had elk though. I have. Yeah, me either. Ted's I've Montana had, Grill I've has had good. deer meat. It's it's kind of fatty. Yeah, I don't like other meats. Deer sausage is fantastic. Really? Yeah, I had deer chili once, and uh, it was deerlicious to me. Uh, <laughs> this guy brought it for our potluck. And not, was, not Chris Lim, uh, uh Christopher Lambert. That's him. Yeah, brother Mark not- in the chat room. Yeah, yeah, he was in uh, Highlander. He was Raiden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Raiden. Yeah, that was another Raiden. thing that pissed me off about those fucking movies. Raiden, not Asian dog. 
nigga. I watched that goddamn. I played that game. Like, yeah. The disrespect. That's why I'm I'm really excited about this this movie because I they as soon as I heard that interview, I said, cool. They didn't do none of the bullshit the first two movies did. Let's go. It's gonna be on HBO Max, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it? That I didn't know. Yep. That's yep. hyped. Good. Yep. Well, I'm gonna so watch. You gotta go to the theater to see it. So That's I'm a hundred percent in. What what happened to Dune? Remember when Dune was gonna come out? It's gonna it, come out. It's gonna come <laughs> it just, out. This it summer. just went away. They were like, "It's okay. We're gonna put it on." And then that that kid Timothy Shalmi was upset about them putting it on. And then they were like, "Fuck you, we're putting it on." And now I ain't seen it. It's coming out. It's gonna be later on this year, probably summertime. Originally scheduled for November twentieth, twenty twenty, but pushed back to December eighteenth, twenty twenty. Delayed again because of COVID. Now it's October first, twenty twenty one. Yeah, theaters taking over the release date slot of the Batman. The mm. Batman. <laughs> the Batman. I'm Zendaya's in Dune, so I'm going to be watching it. Yeah. The Batman, not just Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Yeah. Another wait, reboot dude. of the Batman. Do the black one with the T H A. The Batman. <laughs> oh, I'm that's black. the one. That's the one with um. Black black and I don't even like angsty. This is going to be angsty Batman. Yeah. <laughs> that, that bat. Somebody did a meme of uh what's my man, Farmers Insurance. It's JK Simmons. They said he got like buffed out just to wear a, a jacket and tie. <laughs> jacket tie to and play hat. Commissioner Gordon in a <laughs> hat. Gordon. Yeah. It looks it looks slick though. It looked like it's gonna be good. Y'all don't think it's gonna be good? What? The I mean, it looks it looks there's a scene where he beats the guy down. He looked he looked he looked uh, real in that one, you know. Robert Patton didn't he? Did he get and Robert Patton beating people up? I was like, okay, I guess. Yeah, there's drama surrounding that movie too. It is for what? Yeah. Uh, stuff about Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz hooking up and stuff. And oh, okay. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? Good I for mean, good well, for I'm like yeah. supposed to. I'm supposed to be. Who am I supposed to be mad at? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> mad at any of them. Yeah, what <laughs> is the drama choices? exactly? Tell me who I'm supposed to be mad at. <laughs> okay, just show us the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to figure that one out. And do we have any uh, letters or anything dropping on us? We got a couple comments um, and emails. Let me see. So we have. Well, Shay left us a comment last week. The IG girls liking each other's pictures has absolutely nothing to do with support and is actually about engagement and the IG algorithm. So if Hottie A likes enough Hottie B's pics, Instagram associates the two of them. And if you follow Hottie B, Hottie A is more likely to come up in your explore page. Mm. Also, if Hottie A is verified or has high followers, their comment will show up prominently, even if hundreds of comments. Uh, so if you follow Hottie B and go to her comments, you'll see Hottie A and her hot profile pic. Mm. Go to her page and likely follow. There's I have all- something to say about this. That I have makes something. Sense. Okay. I have something to say about this. I was listening to this particular episode on Thursday okay. and there are some models that like, okay, let's say like I'm a Instagram model and I say, I post a picture of Rod mm-hmm. and I say, follow my friend Rod. And, and it'll, you click on Rod's hat, you click on Rod's handle and it'll be like you ha- in order to follow Rod, you have to follow Randolph. And then once he once that you get accepted, then you can follow and see my pictures. Really? 
So there's like a, there's like a, it's a network, it's like a VIP room. Like you get into the yeah. front door and then there's a whole another. Okay. Room. Well, you know, that makes yeah. sense. They do support each other. So they support, and, you know, yeah. Porn stars definitely do it. Like they like each other's not that I would know, but I'm well, just me neither. They <laughs> like sometimes they'll even be in each other's posts. So like, yes. Yeah. Sometimes they'll take over each other's Instagram. Yeah. Again, not that I would know or anything, but I've right. heard. Yeah, I've heard like, sometimes. Sometimes you see like uh, Shady Shireen out there co- collabing uh, with like Kay Reagan. And it's like, you know what, man? This is what I I would love to see this cooperation. <laughs> so you've heard Collab. anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've liked. Yeah. <laughs> we got a message from a new patron, Emil. Emil says, all those times you called me a freeloader triggered me. It triggered my wallet. To paraphrase Martin, you schemed, you plotted. Now, clank, clank, you got me. Yep. Now I'm a patron, gang gang member. Are you happy now? Damn. No, <laughs> you're the one that's going to be happy. <laughs> L- well, look at here, Michelle Branch. <laughs> you're the one that's living this good life now. Mm-hmm. We got a comment from Peter. I wrestled in college and wanted to expand a little bit on Rod's point about there not being any cool wrestlers. He was absolutely correct. <laughs> Jordan Burrow and Lee Kemp might be the only wrestlers. Other folks would call cool, but otherwise they just look like two different short dudes. Other thing about that video is this is the video of the guys uh, fighting in a bathroom. Uh, other thing about that video is all the warning signs were there. The MMA fighters had on some trash fits that screamed either MMA fighter or wrestler. Only an MMA fighter or wrestler would go to a club in an Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> For all the work those, those sports take, comfortable always went out over style. One of them dudes had on a skull cap and the other had long hair, but they probably got wild cauliflower ear. Never fight somebody with cauliflower ear. And the super Stillwater bros were very chill in that lead up to this, which is another sign. Someone that will work work you like an 808 machine. They're calm because they come from a sport that is just violence and that attacks attacks just crazy people. Well, yeah, they did have MMA, kind of a MMA swagger world, about them. That MMA world is full of dirtbags who want to fight. Yeah, and they will whoop. Yo, ass yeah. easily. By the way, like yeah, you got to know, you got to know the counters to the counters, right? <laughs> you, know I mean? you will lose. Chances an, are you don't. You will lose in an embarrassing fashion, right? Okay, so just like I said, MMA changed my life because up until then I was talking reckless to white dudes at the YMCA, <laughs> and I seen I seen a couple of them fights. So I was like, mm, nah, I could be just like this brother right here on the ground getting <laughs> choked the fuck out, and I wouldn't know, I wouldn't be able to show my face in there again. Uh, Raphael left us two comments uh, on episode 1001. Uh, Auntie Bola Banjo is a national treasure. I moved the motion to crown her Her Majesty of 3GO. <laughs> I had to stop listening and switch to YouTube, watching to enjoy the full experience after missing out on the live. Love the episode. By the way, whoever thumbed down on YouTube is a royalist. <laughs> mm-hmm. First of all, I'm assuming that thumb down is an errant click because we never get thumbs down on the, right, yeah, on on the YouTube, unlisted yeah. Patreon-only um videos i actually went and thumbed it up myself just to counteract it it was prince charles <laughs> he's a patron mm-hmm. uh rafi also said the va hospital in manhattan texted me on tuesday that they had available slots for the vaccine if i was interested i said heck yes and got it by thursday i'm getting second dose on april 1st pfizer my body's re- reaction later in the day reminded me of when i was 11 or 12 the whole school got vaccinated for something walking home i felt so tired that i found a tree leaned on and slept 
I was also given his website and a couple of guys I shared it with have gotten appointments. It's aimed at preventing vaccine wastage. So more people get access minus appointments and it's um, HIDRB.com. No www, just HIDRB.com. Yeah, I was telling the first podcast yesterday, Rod, I thought I had a plug, got over there and they were out. So. Um, it's hi, Dr. B is the, the website. And by the way, Latoya said, what's cauliflower here? We'll show you in a second. I'll pull up some pictures. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> it, it sounds exactly what. It sounds like what it is. Uh, this is hi, Dr. B is the website, the standby list for COVID vaccines. And you can, um, I guess, line something up wherever you are. But, um, okay. So cauliflower here. <laughs> Let her see. Fine. Well, yeah, I'm wondering if the, image search on Google will just be like the most disgusting examples. There are no good examples of it. There are mild cases though. <laughs> Here we go. Like this. Oh man. Mm -hmm. Not what you want right there. Now find on YouTube, find one being drained. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we good. We good. <laughs> So what happens is these guys wrestle and they get their faces like rubbed across the mat and it fucks up their ears because they don't wear headgear that covers their ears. And after a while, it becomes a permanent condition and their mm -hmm. ears just look like that. Mm -hmm. And they just walk around like that for the rest of their lives. So, No, you get it drained. You get it drained. Yeah, but it's always going to have that look at some point. It's show just you gonna, how it's done on YouTube. It's going to be chewed <laughs> up, you know? I know they Some of these are pretty extreme examples. Like that's an extreme example. I know AirPods is a wasted Christmas gift on them. <laughs> <laughs> no Jabra 85 elites for those guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, any anyone who has cauliflower, you can assume there's some kind of like wrestler or MMA. They're fighter. wrestlers. You they spent a lot of time getting them. their face mashed into a mat. That's just a I just want you to see the real deal, Latoya. That's all. Well, let Latoya look it up on her own if she would like. <laughs> let her look it up on her own volition if she. Because it can be drained. It can be. It can be. <laughs> you do not want that smoke. Nope. Nope. I mean, I guess. Uh, I guess it could be drained a little bit, but there are. After a while, you just look like that. Like your ears are just mangled. You know, they're all just chewed up. And I know like when I, when I, run, I wrestle in high school, which they make you wear headgear. But yeah. during practice, a lot of guys wouldn't wear headgear, even though you're supposed to. And even that, like just practicing without headgear on, you get your ears, ears chewed up. But uh, that's the look. That's like, oh, he's got cauliflower ear. He's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. Don't fuck with those dudes or women. Keep your distance. Uh, that's it for comments and emails, by the way. We got uh, three guys on a Gmail, by the way. Freeloaders, uh, take a uh, page out of Emil's book. Go come ahead and uh, come on over to the Patreon. Come on over. There's good stuff over there. Come on and go with me. Now, did you guys see the update on the woman who coughed on the Uber driver? Mm -mm. Oh. She got arrested. <laughs> Yeah, she's looking at oh. time, dog. She's she looking turned at herself time. in, right? Or she got like, a real time. Arrested, arrested. Yeah, she turned herself in and she had a mugshot taken. And she's looking at like, yeah, real time. Her name is Arna Kimai or something. Mm -hmm. And her uh, Instagram bio says that she is Persian. She's a model. She's, oh, she's Persian. She has one a lot of, of like. Uh, 
One of your people, Andy. Huh? One of my people. She has <laughs> you, a lot of. You ain't uh, from around here, is you, uh, Andy? <laughs> I mean, she doesn't speak with an accent, so I don't know where she's actually from. But does she cough she with does an speak accent? With an I think she coughs with an she accent. Speak with a black. She speaks with a black accent because she she's clearly been kicking it around us. Yeah. She looks like Nassim Pedrad. Yeah, but this picture is not really that representative. When you look at her Instagram lives where she's talking about coughing on this dude, she doesn't look like that. She put on makeup for this. She's oh. got the fake eyelashes in. You know who she, she talks like? Uh, she sounds like uh, that one, that girl who did uh, Catching Outside. How about that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that baby. Yeah, she talks <laughs> like bad baby. She's like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> You know, I, he lucky I didn't. He didn't want that smoke. Oh my god! A yeah. lot of uh, she just throws in real talk between like every third word. Real talk, <laughs> real talk. I'm trying to tell you, real talk. Uh, real talk, right. real what talk. Happened, what happened to those girls y'all used to cover? Oh, the white girl mob. White girl yeah. mob. <laughs> what happened so, uh, to them? They went back to being white. <laughs> <laughs> white girl mob. They like they were just they cut off the camera like like a clown and just wiped the makeup off, <laughs> Und- undid the cornrows and just. Went and got a job at the Gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After so, Trump got elected, play some, play some Tom Waits in the background. Right. Here's a sad clown takes off her makeup. <laughs> like, I fell into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> it's like the, you know, um, creation is also uh, uh, Shay Karen. If you look at it, <laughs> if you rearrange the letters, she just went back to being Karen. Huh, yeah, so. creation, and then there was V Nasty. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then there was Lil Debbie. Lil Debbie. Lil I Debbie. remember her. Lil Debbie put out, she was the one that was always in the back, but then like she kind of put out her own shit. Um, <laughs> v Nasty was the one who was like extra hood. Like she was saying the N word. Oh and then people God. were going to Cray Sean, like, really, you guys say the N word? And Cray Sean was like, well, I don't, I don't, real talk, I don't say the N word. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. That's V Nasty. And then, so, and then I remember real talk. That's V Nasty. The people that defended V Nasty was like, well, she's half Korean or so she's half <laughs> Vietnamese. Like, what does that have to do with nigga? <laughs> you like, you sound like uh, Samuel. What does that have to do with nigga? Yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> half Vietnamese. Like, you don't get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. <laughs> I think there was a video that we watched years ago. Here, I actually have it here. I, f- I pull it up. She, um, She's with Riff Raff. <laughs> Riff Raff just works in accounting somewhere now. Well, Riff Raff is he has too many permanent tattoos. He can't uh all these white people go back to being white, Andy. You can't convince me any different. <laughs> he's just working, he's just got tattoos and working in accounting right now. All right, can so I help Shay you? is saying that bad baby exposed Dr. Phil for sending her another kiss from the abuse report. Well, we yeah. don't actually believe bad baby though. I was yeah. going to get to that. That's the cash me outside girl, but she exposed uh, Dr. Yeah. Phil. She we knew it was people. Are we going to believe her? You need to stop exposing me. Uh, v Nasty. This is from nine years ago, 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, talking about defending her use of the N word with, uh, with Riff Raff. Also, oh, real nigga shit though. Yeah, I really feel about these motherfuckers talking about why is V Nasty white and she said N word. Y'all motherfuckers ain't never walked in my shoes. No lenses in the glasses. Right. Bro, y'all ain't never seen where I came from. Go to Oakland, see how shit be, bro. 
That shit be hella fake, motherfucking always asking Krayshawn, oh, why do you guys say nigga? Is it a fucking race? Am I offending people? Am I saying it in a disrespectful type of way? You feel me, though? Y'all mad at that. Y'all need to be mad at this album about to drop on y'all ass in. You fucking haters. What the fuck? I'm just doing me. Don't be mad at me because I'm doing me. Don't be trying to change up my vocabulary because I'm on and I got out the hood. Feel me? I'm looking at comments, motherfuckers talking about why she, she trying to act black and woo woo and she trying to do this and that because she's trying to act black. How can you act a race? Is Obama trying to act white? What? Just please just tell me like what was y'all talking about? Like y'all ain't making no points to me. You feel me? Like I, I don't what's, what's acting white though? That's not how it is. She's projecting. So y'all motherfuckers need to stop that hating that shit. Start, you feel me, looking into be nasty, cause I'm the realest out right now. You feel me? And we really putting on for this white girl mind shit. And these motherfuckers just is not ready though. And y'all fucking mad. And I'm fucking y'all minds up. Watch me just watch what I'm talking about. This album. is uh, this watch is a better version. Watch me drop that. Do I know you? Cause you hating on me, I don't even know you. So you're a nobody. <laughs> Hello, duh. Okay. Yeah, she wouldn't Where's do that. Where's she at now? That's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll try to find her. But this is, this is the girl who coughed on the Uber driver. This is the video that she put out. Um, Shout out the Riff Raff though, because that was a classic. I'm gonna let you get in trouble, and then <laughs> and then when they ask me about it, I'm gonna be like, bro, I did. I was just there. I didn't say shit. You can see me the whole video, bro. I didn't say nothing. So. I actually I had earbuds in. I couldn't even hear what she was saying. Why did he have a banana hat on? Like a, yeah. a 50 50. You know, you know, he whispered to her, Yo, say that shit about Obama being white. <laughs> <laughs> but he made sure not to say it himself. He's like, Yeah, yeah, you say it. How, how do you act a race, though? You know, like seriously? <laughs> You're doing it right now. Um, and now this is the this is the girl who's who coughed on the Uber driver. Uh, this is her Instagram from like a week ago. My boyfriend taught me. He taught me, don't let nobody play with you. Smack the fuck out them. That's what I was taught. So if y'all boyfriends told y'all to let this Uber, let y'all get out the car and get robbed or whatever the fuck would have happened, and I saw y'all. <laughs> hell no. What? And he lucky as hell I ain't have nothing on me on mamas because if he would have played with me, bro, it would have been a whole different story. For real. You're not about to kick me out on the freeway. I, everybody I know. 75% of people I know would have smacked the shit out of him or done some crazy ass off the wall shit. All I did was smack, take his mask off and cough a little bit. But I ain't even have Corona. So at the end of the day, okay, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That was disrespectful as fuck. I'm dead ass wrong for that. But it could have been avoided, period, point blank. It could have been avoided. You could have just waited and made sure we were safe. If you would have made sure y'all passed this fucking stupid ass Uber, bruh, on mama's. That's why I take Lyft. That's why I take Lyft. That's why I take Lyft. We heard you. <laughs> like, I'm finna sue Uber. For, they seen the whole video, so they know they dead ass wrong. So where my check at? You about to go to Where's jail, my check? bitch. For real? So, uh... It's the thing about... It's this thing about, um... There's a certain class of person of a woman who thinks that you can just yell in a man's face and he ain't going to do nothing to you. In the meantime, he can grab you around your throat and put you to the fucking floor, but you're going to shout in his face because you know he, he's, he's going to restrain himself and ain't going to do nothing to you. 
that shit, that's, that on, shit. that's on mamas, Randolph. Okay? That shit really makes me mad, <laughs> man. That is on mamas. On mamas. Why do man, YouTube allows these people to treat these motherfuckers like this? YouTube who, allows their drivers to get treated like this. Who's the black man that is fucking this woman and allowing her to feel like she got a pass to act like this? Because I know it's a brother. Nobody dude. that we would know. It's, it's not, like, it's not riffraff. Talking, it's a brother. I could tell. Nobody, could tell nobody, that, she... nobody that we would know. And your boyfriend, and he saying, listen, bro. <laughs> I would be trying to explain to her, listen, you're going to run up on a motherfucker who's not going to play with you like this. Mm-hmm. And he's going to stop his car, get out, open up the door. He's going to grab you around the throat and he's going to pick your ass up and throw you out the car. First of all, it's on my mama. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's a good point. On mamas. What the fuck? Maybe it's a, o- a Oakland thing. I don't. I'm mean, a West Coast. It's probably that dude. It's that dude that's on the Buffalo Bills. It's one of them dudes like him. Probably. Whichever yeah. one she, whichever one she <laughs> dates, the motherfucker don't respect himself. Right. <laughs> I can tell you, you can that. Say whatever you want. <laughs> on mamas. <laughs> yeah, baby. On mamas. Yep. Go ahead. There, there is an Instagram called Official V Nasty, but it only has like. Less than two thousand followers. <laughs> she seems to maybe not uh, stuck around. I mean, V Nasty's like thirty something now, right? Like, in, she's, she's like, in she comments. might be like a mom, you know? Like she's on the mommy blogs talking about vaccines. Because right. yeah. <laughs> she's just a regular white woman now. That's what I'm saying. Happy birthday, brother. Ready? Thank you. Happy birthday, brother. Three hundred eleven weeks ago. This is like freedom up. Six years ago. Oh, Freedom Mob! Now they got a new Freedom Mob. No more white girl mob. You gotta, yeah, white girl mob is no more. I think they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has. She doesn't post much, and these posts are all a few years old. Yeah. So I guess she got out of. She got out of the music game. Cray Sean, I think, is still around in some capacity. I remember when we were talking about the the white girl mob. Lil Debbie, who was the girl, the third girl. Someone dug up a video of her because she worked at like a boutique in L.A. And they they had her film like a little promo commercial for the boutique. And, and you know, she, someone pulled up the video. and She's like, hi, I'm Jordan. Welcome to the boutique. And she's like <laughs> talking like that the whole time. Oh, really? I yeah, see yeah. That. I think her name was Jordan. But I never we never really heard little Debbie talk, though. We just saw her kind of walking in the back. So but she did make some videos. Uh, yeah. Eventually, she started making her own music. You know, she had to get out from under the shadow of v nasty <laughs> that's like a lighter this is like a a little less offensive than the takashi 69 uh bullshit. just all these all these coons yeah takashi 69 made millions of dollars off of it and it's like he he put all these people in jail and he was the only one that wasn't black that didn't and he didn't go to jail like these crews in new york and stuff that gangs and it's crazy it's documentaries on uh hulu and uh showtime Here's look at a, the coons always cooning for you little debbie was on dj vlad's uh youtube channel seven years Uh-oh. ago little debbie cray sean booted me from white girl mob here we go <laughs> telling on somebody it was too white for white girl mob <laughs> Not black happened enough. Our, what happened to our pride in white girl mob what happened to our white pride <laughs> <laughs> She's not really white, man. I thought we uh, I thought we were getting together from girl power and white power. And now I'm out the group. 
Lil Debbie made a video. I, I'm sure I can't find it. She made a music video. It was like that classic, like white girl up front and just nothing but like it was like 15 black girls dancing behind her. Like it was one of those <laughs> types of videos. Uh, so she tried to go that route. I don't know what she's doing now. I haven't heard that name in a while. But um, anyway, Bad Baby, also That's known as um, Cash Me Outside. Outside Girl, she put out this video yesterday. Yesterday. She's famous from Dr. Phil. She's famous because she, she went on his show and he, her mother, like, I can't control my unruly teen. It was one of those things. Does he still come on? Yeah, he's still on. And Dr. Phil was doing his routine. Oh, like, yeah. you you need to start respecting people and stop doing bad things. And she was not buying it. She, was, she wasn't like swayed by his bullshit. And so that's where she, uh, she said, catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, Kazi, she did have a, a record deal. Record? Because she's, she's real. She got famous off that. Well, she's got 7 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. And this is her now talking about... Uh, I was 13 years old when I went to Turnabout Ranch. I feel like it's very important for me to speak on this because I kept my mouth shut for so long. I did touch on it a couple times in different situations, but I really want to get my whole story out there and let everything just be out. Why do her nails look that's like the that? thing with these places. Is her nails are like three no feet evidence. long. You don't have a phone there. They don't have cameras there. Like, there's no evidence of none of this. And obviously, all of that... Hair like the natural on tech woman. So they're not going to snitch on yeah. each other. Like Kenny G. The kids that are there. Kenny, so, Rachel Dolezal. Spoke out because while she was there, so what she's was, saying is Dr. Phil sent her to this ranch, turnabout ranch for mm-hmm. troubled teenagers. Mm-hmm. And like the, I guess it's an abusive environment, um, sexual abuse or sexual assault, something like uh, that. Sexually assaulted. And then when she reported that she was assaulted, uh, she was punished by staff. Now, when I see the Were you sexually assaulted? I knew like, okay, I, yeah, I really have to say something. Like, I really have to have her back on this because I, I truly believe that they did that. So, Dr. Phil, I Were you sexually assaulted? April 5th. Oh, uh, this is this is the ultimatum. She's she's uh, setting Dr. Phil up now. It's going to be great for ratings. I believe that they did that. So, Dr. Phil, I'm going to give you from now till April 5th to issue an apology, not only to me, but to Hannah and any other child that you sent to Turnabout or any other program like this. And if you don't, I'm going to handle things my way. What a diss rap. Cash her outside. We're in the middle of August. So, so now Dr. Phil has, you know, like a couple weeks to. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what you need to do is not snitch. Uh, snitching is bad. You should probably, if you continue to snitch, I'm going to send my goons after you. Now, I want, I want to help you, Doctor Phil, uh, Dr. Phil Mom. <laughs> snitches get stitches, uh, and bad babies also uh, have been Doc, known to get stitches. On, on my mama, which I will send you, my mob after you. I, what I would like to see uh, for you is to become a, a good baby. <laughs> if you become a good baby, you can have a productive life and, and patch things up with your mom. I know she's she's very sad at what's going on. I don't know. I don't know, Shay. I get it, Shay. You're saying because she's a clown is involved. What happened there? We don't know what happened there, and I'd like to see it. Is what happened there? Is it an ongoing pattern of things happening there? Did it only happen to this one person? Was Did there Dr. So, Phil many, this was happening? so many questions? And now that now that Doctor Phil's on notice. Yeah, um, I, uh, we'll, I feel like I'm not going to feel bad for the fact that a woman that a, 
a girl, because uh, I still think she's even under 18, but yeah, who has a, a horrible mom who has exploited her for years is now hopping on this. Like, I don't feel bad for being skeptical. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, you know what? Mad baby is chiming in, y'all. Let's now because that's one of the ways I've noticed that a lot of these motherfuckers get that second 15 minutes of fame is playing with serious shit. So I don't yeah. I, I want to hear what it was specifically. Yeah, this is I don't know serious. Why fuck, right. why, this is like, very why, serious. So we yeah, why do we need an ultimatum? Why do we need a, a fake yeah. ass documentary and a serious, you know, like <laughs> just tell us then you tell us every fucking thing else. When black women ask you about why the fuck you imitating them, you all of a sudden it's quiet out there. So yeah, I, I do want to see what happened, man. The shit was like, yeah, that shit is whacked. April fifth, I'm gonna go ahead and tell everybody. Just tell us what, what happened. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear. I want to. I would assume that this this place is still opening. Is this still place is open and running? So between now and April fifth, whatever's happening is still happening. It's to me, it's like if we just went. Well, Jason Whitlock did say losing weight is good, and <laughs> green vegetables. So let's just ignore all the horrible shit. Cause some, this is a more serious topic, y'all. It's like, no, I, I have a rational brain. You present me with serious information in serious fashion. I'm willing to hear you out, but you know, doing it this way for hype, like, okay, we'll see. Yeah, I so want to. I, I want to see <laughs> the segment that she where she was on Dr. Phil. It was in 2016. It's still up on Dr. Phil's YouTube page. It has 54 million hits. All right, and so everybody's cashing in on the cash me outside girl her mom well you know what's funny is her her dad was the one who tried to stop it he was like listen i want custody of my daughter the mom is exploitative she's got her hanging out with these rappers and doing all this like terrible promo for instagram and all this shit and um the, the mom fought against it and won and so that like someone the person that really seemed to not want to exploit her is the one that got basically pushed to the side as the bad guy and all this. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Dr. Phil show the, the description of this clip, a teen says her mom is crazy, overbearing and controlling and says she wants her to back off and let her live her life. And she was like maybe 13 at the time of this video. Right. And it went viral. And, um, I think a cut, there's another clip that's 48 million views. So it went viral. She got her internet fame off it. That's the weird thing about shows like Dr. Phil is like he puts puts himself out there as a guy who's helping people. But how does this help? Right. How does putting someone on TV and potentially embarrassing them? Exploitation. All of yeah. it is. Yeah. Exploitation by Dr. Phil, by her mother. Yeah. By everything. So like, I'm not shocked at this. I, th I think it's very peculiar that the angle is still to more fame. Right. It's Dr. Phil. Let's address this. You know, maybe have me on your show. Let's do. As opposed to like the ranch where this happened and the people who did that, let's talk about them. You know what I'm saying? Like why? Yeah. Like it's still kind of an angle for fame out of it. It, it reminds me of when like reality TV shows will be like, let's do a storyline on miscarriage. I'm like, well, miscarriage is real. But then when you play it for TV, it becomes like another plot device. So I, I, I'm a little I'm a little skeptical of what the intentions are going to be here. Well, this thing in the and, chat, all she and, wants is is an apology. She wants Dr. Phil to apologize. That's all she's asking, or else. Where else will he do it? No, then not a, on TV? He's going to put a tweet out? You know what I mean? Maybe there's an Instagram tape. live video of her that she did on February 27th saying, exposing the truth about Turnabout Ranch. And so, again, like this is something maybe she's been on for a while. It's just maybe 
got picked up today by the in the middle of nowhere it's fucking it's just a bunch of old people who get to basically boss kids that have been abused or have problems at home or just had a troubled life and they act out because of it so that dr phil and parents send their kids here this comment fuck treatment (laughs) (laughs) oh god Well, yeah, right off you, the bat, she said it's just a bunch of old people right. who get you boss kids. They're like 25. Who've had a bad <laughs> yeah. life. So at this point, she's just talking about the discipline that's coming her way that she's never felt before. Right. Probably. And she can't really say anything on mama because they don't have a good relationship. Right. <laughs> Here for these people to, I mean, for the kids to actually get more traumatized. That's how I- well, they don't know. No, I'm saying they don't know they're sending their kid for here for this. But when you send your kid to this facility, your child just gets more traumatized. It's called Turnabout Ranch, right? So my mom just showed me this article. Those nails. Woman says Keep she in mind, oh, Eddie, can you pause real quick? Her and her mom are cool. That was for the show that it was made to look like. Oh, okay. She's an unruly child. Her mom's her manager. Okay. So they they cool to this day. Her mom's right there with while this video's going on. Like. Her mom. That, like that's what's so funny to me is, is this like we have to hear them out type of shit because it's like but we know this person is selling us a image that's not real yeah but at the same time it's like but in this case well if you God, put, if you put abuse onto it anywhere right then now you say well we gotta listen to her right somebody could be getting abused right so I, I just that's why I'm skeptical and I remain skeptical yeah, her mother is like cash these checks outside. Right. Yeah. And for the record, not skeptical that abuse happened at the ranch, skeptical that her motivation is I just want to help to get fight this cause to, to change this ranch and confront. Die. It's like, nah, this is like another hype beast angle because your your hype died down. People not really talking about you no more. And this is a, and this is the way this is this is, you know, shout out to Tamika Mallory uh, and, and the controversy that happened this week. Like it's, it's the it's the how do I make this into content for myself. Right. This seems like, again, she just seems like she's talking about she was hit with some discipline she didn't like. Their boss, they're bossing me. I'm like, are they bossing you or are they just making you act and act with some structure around you? Well, she's, I mean, she's 35 seconds into this, so maybe she elaborates more. Let's see. You know. For after reporting a sexual assault. So, right? So my mom just showed me this article. Woman says she was punished at Turnabout Ranch for after reporting a sexual assault. So I haven't really talked much about my time there, but there was a time over about two about two and a half weeks. There was about there was a time around like two and a half weeks where simply for talking upstairs in the loft where all the girls would sleep for talking there right for talking and um and singing songs together we were forced to sit outside in the cold they would feed us they would the feed dog us knows it's a lie specifically didn't <laughs> the dog is like, and the dog has determined that is a lie okay wait a minute sit outside in the cold okay like Feed us food you feed you food you didn't like. Sit outside in the cold. Okay. They would feed us. They would feed us foods they knew we specifically didn't like. Didn't like. 
They, oh, that's, I mean, okay. Well, whatever. Okay. They would make us pick up horse shit. They would make us walk in arena. They actually made me walk the arena, me and the other girls, for for five days straight without letting, now you're supposed to let the kids, even if they're in trouble, you're supposed to let the kids change their clothes every, um. How would you every, know that? Every, every, every day. And then they're supposed to shower every three days. They did not let us shower. They did not let us change our clothes. They did, I don't even think they let us shower over the whole two weeks. They, they made me walk in the arena and I got athlete's foot from it. They wouldn't let me change my socks. I got athlete's foot from it and I had a UTI. I told the nurse I had a UTI from them not letting me change my underwear. I told them I had this UTI, right? I told the nurse, she said, you're just looking for an excuse to go to the hospital so you can run away. Now, meanwhile, this place, this whole facility is in the middle of Escalante, Utah. There, it, and even the hospital, it's a small town. There's only about five. I'm, I'm wondering what she left for April 5th. I mean, this video is 20 minutes yeah, long. She's telling it. Yeah, it's like, We're two and a half minutes into it. Like, what else is there to say? Uh, I mean, some of this stuff, yeah, it could be that they there's a weird hostility that these camp counselors or whatever they call themselves. I'm not seeing anything like this, man. I'll be honest. She hasn't talked about anything having to do with sexual harassment. That's 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 the lead. Not they made us walk around in a circle. That's not. No, I think the, I don't think for the record, I believe her story. Like, I, I, I think those places do treat kids bad because that's what you see in kids who are misbehaving. And anytime you put kids in a situation, I wouldn't give a fuck if it's gymnastic camp. If you put them in a situation where adults are bullying them for their quote-unquote own good, you're going to end up with somebody there that's abusive. I right? believe that, but right. I need to know what bullying is. I need yeah. to know. They wouldn't let us talk and sing upstairs. I'm like, they might have been on some go to bed we tell you to go to bed shit. That's exactly what it was. I mean, she, from her perspective as a so, old, she is, she's going to say, we were just talking, you know, it's not, it's, know. you know, we so both a, know that that's, that's a not discipline. What, that's a discipline yeah. thing versus a, uh, we coming in here, we coming in here with the belts and, and putting it on y'all's ass. Yeah. So we both, we both know that it's not as simple as just, yeah, we were upstairs politely discussing. <laughs> like, we were talking. We were talking about having a having a discourse on. Right. We were reading our Bible's. Coach book, and, you know. And, and then, yeah, so she. I mean, this article has some quotes. I think the it was, sexual. It was up there wilding out, and the counselor came in there and was like, "Shut that shit off and go to bed." You know. Right. And the sexual assault was reported by somebody else, and she's just pointing out that some other shit goes on at this place too. Right. Um. So she's 18 now, and so she has these quotes from. I guess. By the way, I'm with you, Rod. I don't know if any of these camps are even the way to go. Camps. I don't. The way to go with shit like this. I don't know. Uh, I feel like something like this, you have to have a strong, a strong level of control over outside, outside overseers on top of it. Yeah, it was weird. It's some last second, I mean, last uh, last ditch effort, out of control child shit, right? It's like, right. it's easy for us to sit up here and judge the parents and judge Dr. Phil, but motherfuckers ain't coming to this for the first resort, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, um, I believe her that that's the tactics they use at that camp. I, I, I guarantee you, you know what I'm saying? Because they put kids there who are essentially like, they're so bad. Anything we do to them to save them is what we need to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I guarantee you some abusive pieces of shit 
there's, you know, not everybody's there is going to be on the up and up. If it's just one person right. being like, well, I'm grabbing titties, then that then that's the person. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I say, like, you need some strong oversight happening. Yeah. You know, I don't, so try to I, don't I don't know if I. What she's talking about versus what the allegations that are being made, that's two different things. Yeah, she. Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of these these places have that kind of if the ones that are like the tough love thing, which I don't know if this place is like that, but that whole thing of breaking you down right. to build you back up. So, you know, when she says they made me stay awake for three days and this, and that, she might be exaggerating. She might not. But I could see tactics mm -hmm. like that being used. Mm -hmm. um, she says she was at present at the ranch when a teen beat a 61 year old staffer to death with a metal bar. She said kids at the ranch who heard about Woolsey's death felt traumatized. I mean, if you have kids like that there, I guess you have to be tough. And maybe again, maybe they, they cross lines as far as the staff goes, or maybe she interprets it that way because she lacked discipline. And that's kind of the point. Is, right. uh, no, that's a, yeah. That's the point of you being there is that you, you, it's a lot like uh, how prison is for like you monetize and said this is a private monetization of these kids bad behaviors or whatever and i'm not saying it can't work i'm sure some kids probably do have some some stories but yeah there's gonna be people it doesn't work for there's gonna be people that abuse their authority and their power um so on a serious level i don't doubt what she's saying what i doubt is the sincerity because i if we like people want to cherry pick and i fuck this shit is starting to i think it's starting to make me such a cynical person people love cherry picking out of these buzzwords and then it's like everything you've ever done is fine now you know what right. i mean well, it's like yesterday you were calling me a nigger but then you told me you've been through some childhood trauma and you know what i guess i gotta let it go you know what yeah. i mean well i'm just like that's nah, exactly you, what the fuck you gotta do yeah like nah you seem like a piece of shit that also uh went to the, the camp where they treat people like pieces of shit but that doesn't mean they necessarily um that doesn't mean like dr phil needs to apologize to you that doesn't mean uh your mom who was your manager and this was the cost of business to continue to, <laughs> so you could be around little baby or whoever the fuck you, you right. like like let's not front like there's not a whole economy around this girl that she's complicit in at this point you know what i mean so it's just kind of weird to me to have to turn into this black or white discussion as opposed to like Oh yeah, bad baby. She's kind of a piece of shit, and then also this camp is probably abusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it says in twenty this this other woman says that she was sexually assaulted at seventeen. In twenty twelve, a mother sued the ranch for torturing her daughter when she lived there in two thousand five. Uh, I think maybe the idea here is that Doctor Phil shouldn't send kids to a place that has this kind of yeah. track record. Yeah, yeah, but. I mean, who knows what whether this 2012 case, I don't know the result of it. Right. Uh, the sexual assault is a new charge. So it wasn't there in 2016 when he sent bad right. baby there. So it gets a little bit, you know, I guess unfocused. You can't really tell exactly what's going on with who, but hopping on that wave, man. Yeah. You know, like that's the, like that's the thing when when fame is attached to all this shit and you know what I'm saying? Like people will do and say some shit where it's like okay how am i gonna get my next 15 mm -hmm. minutes because my shit is running out and you ain't like I, the, she was getting it at first by just trolling black women it was 
look at my hair. And then she'd be yelling at black women when they say something about her hair. Like, uh, first of all, y'all, I can get cornrows. Y'all ain't got the right to, you know. And I'm like, so, the now, so now so I got to feel bad for her because we have the the the, the internet demands. She's now, she's changed her ways. And I'm like, we're going to be right back here in a fucking month when she's saying some horrible shit and everybody's going to be like, oh yeah, that is right. Because this cycle keeps happening right, with right, all, right. everybody that is a, what do you call it, a controversial figure right now with this. All these motherfuckers have these cycles of horrible, horrible, horrible. It, uh, little mama, right? Little mama is, oh, you know, I've dealt with all this colorism, abuse. I'm just a little, okay, cool. You know what? People was too hard on you. By the way, guys, I'm starting to a straight people yeah, pride. I'm starting a heterosexual like, pride. Bitch, come on. Like, I knew you weren't shit. I knew you weren't shit. I don't Bitch, know why come the on. I even let you slide back in. Zelia Banks. Guys, I was kicked out and spit on in this house and Russell Crowe was a terrible person. Damn, wow, I can't believe you did that. Also, guys, F word, F word, F word, F word. Fuck trans people. You're like, oh, okay. I, you know what? I'm not going through this with you. Yeah. <laughs> It's um the redemption arc is just part of the story, the next part to get attention, and then they can move on to the next thing after that. But a lot of that happens where it's like, oh, you're redeemed now, and now we're gonna get you another 15 minutes on yeah. the redemption well, arc. Speaking of redemption arc, you know your girls come. It's about time for Sharon Osborne to be yeah. redeemed. Ain't I it? don't. Here's my thing. I'm not saying they lying. I'm saying I don't have to go through this with them, and I just right. want that to be clear because I know Shay was kind of advocating for old girl and that's fine i'm not in her way but i don't have to go through the path right 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 right, right. let's do this together because we like, lose shay do we run shay off we run y'all i hope shay. not but she you know a scorpion is a scorpion shay answering, answering the thing we ran y'all we ain't trying to run you off shay you start crossing the river with that scorpion on your back and then halfway through you like this nigga oh i forgot so i worry about people like that this is all oprah's fault <laughs> <laughs> Because Oprah discovered Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Yeah. And and then Dr. Phil brought us bad baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then the internet took over after that because Dr. Phil was not retweeting her. Right. He wasn't buying her albums. Cause I that's the other thing. I think the default of uh man, Dr. Phil full of shit doesn't move me because I'm like, I have never once thought he was not full of shit. <laughs> so like right. This exposing him, I'm like, I assumed all this was happening <laughs> the whole time. And it's also, yeah. there's another thing, too, where it's like, I mean, I don't know anything about this bad baby's career or anything. Right. But there is a thing where it's like you you watch her and you see V Nasty. And so yeah. everything you hate about V Nasty, you automatically decide you hate about this girl mm-hmm. who was doing that at age 14, 15. Mm-hmm. 16 and you know who's the same person that they were when they were 14 who dr. can even oz is a real doctor uh he dr is oz is like a but he's kind of a, he pushes quack medicine though he is a real doctor but he does he, he pushes look, quack he medicine look, but he's a real doctor it's dr phil is all those people exist for entertainment they're making tv products so dr phil holds a doctorate yeah so he's while they might while they doctor. while they might have credentials or not have credentials the main credential they got to have is them ratings. Because yeah, right. if not, none of this shit counts. So yeah, right, they'll, right. they'll do some shit that's fraudulent in the for the for that for that loop, man. And you can't trust it. It's a product. Well, yeah, and and you know, like Ben Carson is a doctor too. Like you know, it's right. it's uh a lot of that is like they they they're not necessarily in their field of expertise. Doctor Phil seems to have 
worked in this field and now he's no longer practicing or whatever he was doing before. Uh, but he's, you know, he went to school for it, whatever that's worth. Uh, but now he's a TV host. But yeah, we're, we're projecting. Uh, we all we project. Oh, this girl sounds like be nasty, so I hate her for the same reasons. And then we don't necessarily even listen to what she's saying sometimes. But on the other hand, it's like just like you said, Rod. Do we need to go through this with her? Is that is this our mm-hmm. battle to fight? And for the internet, a lot of times that is the the way it goes mm-hmm. because a lot of people are just looking for their thing to piggyback off of for their own anger and transfer their anger onto something else. And then tomorrow it'll be a different story, you know? Yeah. Cause like, I think one of the things for me as an empath is creating boundaries. And sometimes your boundaries is I'm just not going through this with you. So, you know, it's not that your thing is invalid. It's not that it, you don't deserve to tell your story, but it's just like, I know how you go. I know what this is going to turn into. You go ahead and go down that path on your own. Good luck to you. Cause I know where this ends, and I just don't like doing the dance where three months anymore. Yeah, well, we, when you yeah. dance enough, dance with a double right. enough times in the pale moonlight. We've done this, right? You know, and I, I see where this is going again. That's Somebody my problem with, be, uh... with the Sharon Osbournes of the world. We know where right. this is going. We we right. saw this. She's she's always been a trash person. Mm-hmm. She was allowed to be a trash person. It caught up to her. Now she's going to apologize, throw herself on the mercy of everybody. Everybody's going to forgive well, her. Welcome. She's her right the victim, her. Randolph. She says yeah, she, she got is. death threats. Yes, she is. So, 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 you know, let's have the same empathy for her that we got to have for bad baby because, hey, you know, don't, no one deserves to be victimized. It's like, but how about you are also a horrible person, though? Right. Right. When are we ever going to have that discussion about, right. like, you are fucked up and that might have something to do with people being skeptical of fucking with Just you? Just a kid. Well, we can't have it anymore because she's gotten death threats. So we, no. uh, right. as far as we know, she's got death threats. I saw the tweets. They weren't even death threats. Like, they, like they was taking <laughs> shit with, that was like, like, Man, they need to uh, cancel her and her dog. And then she, she's like, they want to kill me. They try to kill me. Like she literally said she felt like she was in the electric chair for being questioned. Yeah. So death threats. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the show, I, they- saw, I saw Cheryl. Cheryl, I read a little interview where Cheryl said that she said on a podcast, you know, that you know, she's coming from a spirit of forgiveness and mm-hmm. with Sharon, Sharon, and this has been a friend. I was like, and I'm disappointed again. I'm disappointed again. If Cheryl feels like that's what Cheryl has to do to get Cheryl ahead, that's fine. I am tired of this. I am tired of this. I'm tired of black people being disrespected like this repeatedly. And then we, and then we say the same thing. I'm, you know, I have to, I have to, I've got to forgive you. And, I'm coming with a spirit of forgiveness and bitch, it's, it comes, it comes out of that goddamn church, man. It's that shit. We've just been drilled into us. You've got to forgive these people. You've got to forgive them because that makes you the better person. I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Sharon Osborne doesn't deserve your forgiveness, nor does she deserve your respect. If you, if you feel like she does, that's fine, but she don't deserve that shit. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Yeah, well, what of this. if, what if the talk comes back from hiatus and she sits there with just like, it's just the cameras on her and only she's lit up and she's like, I just want to say that I'm very sorry. And I misread the situation and I've really done some soul searching. I've, I've looked within and I, I spoke that's to not Ozzy. For, that's not enough for me anymore. I need to see, you can say it. And then I need to see you show it. I need to see not even show it. You need to live it. You need to yeah. live. You need to live. It takes, your it takes a lot of time. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I need to watch. I need to see that evolve over time. And you got to be willing to live it over time. Kevin Frazier can go, can go. Suck Kevin, my dick. He Kevin can, Frazier. he can, he can <laughs> grab onto D's. What are you doing, man? Why would you do that? Why the fuck would you do that? Kevin what did Frazier, he do again? He told uh, black women to educate Sharon Osbourne. The black, we need oh. to have a round table with, with, and he started naming people. Well, guys, I mean, Amanda Seals and Cheryl to this. You know, we need to have oh, them yeah. all just sit around a table and and maybe we can have my Angelou come back from the grave and she can sit around and we can educate this good white. Well, shut the fuck up, fuck Kevin her, man. What the fuck you, Kevin Frazier? What the fuck are you thinking about? What this the fuck is, are you this, thinking this about? This is what I'm talking about, though. They weaponize that empathy, bro. Like that, that like, come on, come on, Kevin. You know, I'm not like that. All right, let's do an interview. You know, let, I'm gonna try to be the peacemaker. It's like that's how they get you. Now you in it too, because you couldn't just sit the fuck out and be like, "I hope you work that out." Uh, good luck to y'all. Yeah, good you know luck. I mean? <laughs> like, good luck. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> luck to you. I can't stand this shit, man. I can't. This is the shit that we've been doing for you. We got, we got to forgive. You got to forgive. Yeah, and I and like, I haven't heard Cheryl's podcast, but okay. I, so see yeah. if you can see if you can find the 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 quote andy it's uh look up uh, cheryl forgive sharon osborne maybe i got the amanda seals clip too if you want to watch that oh that's amanda great. kirk that amanda watched came through. She went amanda through. seals yeah. friend of the mundane festival podcast another <laughs> problematic say over here that's another person where i'll be like when she wrong i just don't say shit i'll be like nope mm-mm. but i still like her yeah because she's cute uh, this is her i guess you're an asshole rod Oh, shit. George Georgetown took a knee at the tournament. I'm sorry for I'm sorry for being uh for calling you out, Chris. Okay. She's talented too. I opened for her in Long Island. She's talented. Nice she's very cute, but she also said some crazy shit. Yeah, so she, she has said some crazy shit. That's she's that's Reese's boy. That's Reese's girl too. I told him the same thing. I said, that's your girl, man. She'd be <laughs> on point. She'd be on point sometimes, and sometimes it's just like, okay, Amanda. So I hate I hate when it's like that, but I I don't know. Do y'all ever do this? Whereas people where I'm like, when they on point, I can't even like share the shit because I'm like, it's just gonna be a matter of time. Oh yeah, you just save it for oh, yourself. Yeah. You say, oh, save she was for right. Yourself. Save yeah. for yourself. You yeah. were right on that one. <laughs> I got a I got a whole uh, I got a whole list of uh, things that I think would improve Twitter, and I feel like. Uh, a temporary retweet would be a great option to have, like yeah. a retweet that expires in like maybe twelve hours, and then you yeah. don't have to go back and undo it. Just like, like I don't I'm co-sign this. this but... I don't co-sign this person. Yeah. I co-sign this idea for a second. Yeah, and I'm out. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna retweet you now, but come sunrise, you're on your own. <laughs> it's just so, sun sundown tweets. Is that <laughs> sundown? Sundown tweets, fam. So we don't want you around here after the lights go down. <laughs> I got a whole list of of things that would improve Twitter. That's one of them, though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, man. Go go on. You're on your own now. Go on and get <laughs> the sun's up. Yeah. Go on, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and your retweet just goes away. <laughs> I would love to see how many people would get like. 10,000 retweets, and then like three days later, they got like 800. Yes. There's so many. Stephen A. Smith, be on point. Like when he talks shit about the Cowboys, I retweet that sundown. And then he's like, no. <laughs> no. Just set the set a clock. Just, just retweet it for six hours. Just keep it up there for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> just go away. So this is Amanda Seals uh, talking, I guess, addressing Kevin Frazier. So it was just brought to my attention that Kevin Frazier interviewed uh, this Cretan 
um, Sharon Osborne and gave her a softball interview, just not asking her any real hard questions about the allegations that are taking place and decided in his caption when he posted on Instagram to tag myself, Holly Robinson Pete and Cheryl Underwood in an effort to have a kumbaya teaching moment for this trash ass woman who doesn't even feel like she needs to abide by the basic laws of civility, let alone in a professional setting. And I'm wondering why, why? Let me let my hair off of this. Particularly in this entertainment business, feel the need to lay they coat down across troubled waters to help these white folks who don't give a fuck about us. First of all, it is not the responsibility of black folks to educate white folks on how they cannot be trash ass folks. Okay? They fucking made up racism. Why the fuck we gotta teach you how to not be racist? To expect us to do that and to, as a black person, try and rally up folks into that space is one, just foolish and also not respectful of our time and of our energy. I don't got the time. I'm on my trampoline. And on another level, completely, completely devoid of any consideration for the fact that Cheryl and Holly have been at the brunt of this woman's racist bullshit. So basically you're asking victims to come and have a nice little sit down with their attacker so that this bitch can feel better? No, we are not on the rehabilitate white people train. That is not what our energy is for. There is no stimulus check for our time. Time is gotcha. away from me. There are real issues going on out here, okay? There is a whole political system and infrastructure based on racism and y'all got us fucked up if you think that it is of our <laughs> priority to put any intro, any, inf any energy, I can't even talk, I'm so irritated, to put any energy into helping save <laughs> the public character of this British woman. She ain't even from here. Okay. You didn't even go here. So Kevin Frazier, I hope you will do me a favor and check yourself in the mirror. Go call Don Lemon who learned, you know what? I'm better with my people and came over and rocked with us and continues to do so in a real way. The president's legacy will be not the most masculine president, but the biggest loser we have ever had as president. I want you to consider how backwards it is that you and your producers felt it important to provide a platform for this disingenuous, lying ass, treacherous broad, instead of creating a safe space for those who have had to feel the effects of her attacks of her lunacy, of her loose ass lips. That is what your energy should be given to. Not protecting her. Remove the cape. And don't tag me the next time you put it on. Great is why people bother me. They frustrate me. They disgust me. But let me tell y'all, black folks who be about just messa, what can I do to make you feel good, messa? If you sick, <laughs> I sick. That, that does something else to me. It disappoints me from my soul to my ancestry. It, it, it makes my body tighten up. It, 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 it brings a rumble 
in my spirit. And I want to return to my peace. Again, if you're wondering about my vehemence and why I am just so on this story, it's because I have had to now she's, now she's milking it, Andy. You can. She reminds me of every time my mom was the one that had to like discipline us. Yeah, because she don't go to. She's not milk mad. It. Why are you milking this shit? <laughs> it's not, even, it's she not even that she. It's not even that she. For me, it's not even that she's milking it. It's just. I just thought of something else. Like she just, yeah. like, 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 she's Zack Snyder putting together a four-hour. Um, <laughs> just like, I'm leaving a whole song in there. She, because she had a perfect two minutes, and then she just kept thinking about that thing. It was like, and another thing, Kevin. <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's talk about you. <laughs> oh, well, I forgot. Oh, just real quick, real quick. <laughs> the end of it just gonna be like, ooh. Boy, I, can just, ooh. <laughs> I sent Andy the I sent Andy the the thing from uh with Cheryl. Yeah, let me pull it up here. And it's, uh, it's a, it was a Huff post. So fiery, I, I love it. Came up on. Killed I mean, she thing. was right. I was there on every word. I I didn't I didn't see the extended version until just just now. I would have listened to the whole thing because I just <laughs> I think she was so on point right then. Yeah. Oh, she's one hundred percent. Oh my God! Now tomorrow she's gonna be telling us to get Jordans and and. Uh, <laughs> Not drop, the drop down. Just drop it down to Cheryl, Andy. <laughs> Tomorrow she's gonna be like, "Don't get joints with your stimulus money and buy Popeye's chicken." I'm be like, right oh. there, right there. The vibe for me. That's it, right there. Where? See where it says right. she then discussed what it was like sunset shortly after he did exchange. The vibe for me was this. This was already forgiven and over as soon as it was said. As soon as the yelling and screaming happened, it was already forgiven and over. I don't know what's in Sharon Hart. I don't know what she's feeling. The only feelings I can control are my own. And she goes on to say, it must be down below the. Oh, that's not the one with it in there. That's the first part. Under what's not the approach to talk on after um, the other that They squashed it. Mm-hmm. No, there was another one where she said, she said more about the forgiveness. Mm. And this is the video from the show. Tell yes, from the show. Oh, don't show me that again. Tell me. I ain't even seen it all. I gotta look it up. Educate me, Chris. <laughs> Tell me, Chris. <laughs> if he's racist, show me he's racist. But that's it, but that's the thing. It's like uh it's already over and done with. No, it's not. Right. It's it's not over. It's not done with. It's not forgiven. It's if if you feel like that's what you have to do in your spirit to go ahead with you, that's fine. I am tired of it. If I had hair, I would pull it out. I am tired of it. I'm just I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of us doing. We're the wronged ones here. <laughs> we're the ones who are being. Rid- that was violence that she did to that she did to Cheryl. That was violence that she brought under Cheryl. And, and oh, okay, I forgive it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, remember, I was I was talking to somebody about that. Is how does Cheryl sit across from her now, moving forward? How how do you do that? She ain't gonna be there next. When it I comes mean, you'll in. do it because you have to do it. But we've all we've all done it because you have to do it. But she don't but, got to. She, yo, she might like. Uh, what is she doing? That chess move. Uh, I, I mean, I hate. I, I do hate the petty of. I mean, I hate when I when black people do this, but I do love the petty of it. When uh, like uh, I don't know if y'all ever saw that um podcast drama between like Rapala all and uh the the black folks that used to do the nod i don't know if you ever heard of heard no. about them. yeah so there's a lot of articles being written i won't go into the dirty details but suffice it to say 
Eric Eric Eddings, who was on the nod and and is now like a defunct show or whatever. Um, he put out a tweet that was basically like a thread of this you. Because reply all the people he used to work with at Gimlet, mm-hmm. they was doing a whole series on how Bon Appetit. This oh, other, I read a thing about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was like look, they was like, look at how racist it is working for them. And we interviewed all the co- people of color over there, and we're doing a podcast series, a four part podcast series called the Test Kitchen, and we're gonna get into this racism. And so <laughs> then Eric went, um. You sure? Because when I worked there, <laughs> we tried to de- unionize and y'all was on the other side of the union and the union had a lot of black and brown people in it and was worried about diversity. So maybe y'all don't need to be covering this shit. This is basically a slap in the face. So they had to shut down the whole Test Kitchen series. The Reply All podcast went on break. The two people that was hosting it uh, stepped back from the uh, show and um, and and one's not doing it at all. The other one is uh, I think only in production now. So like they had this big ass fallout, but then Eric at one, at some point, like, you know, when it got big and people were, cause this is a huge podcast. People was like, yo, you know, Eric, you, you did this. You, you destroyed their show, blah, blah, blah. He tweeted like, I didn't want this. And then he just stopped tweeting for like two days. And I was like, I, so the chess move, if he didn't mean that, like if he did know this was going to happen and then was like, I'll say I didn't want it. So that I can still look like, oh, what? Oh, y'all lost your show? What? Oh, what? Does he right. seem? Does he seem like Machiavellian enough to pull off the chess move? I don't know. I don't know some him. Some people just no. you, you, Yeah, you don't know him like that. I'm like, does he show you anything? That, does he right. has that so, kind of? So that's so that's my thing right now. I was that's what I said. If it's a chess move, I kind of respect it more than what I would have did. Would have been like, and fuck them. Yeah, but yeah. If it's I'm not a, a, a scorched earth type person, yeah, and fuck them. I wouldn't have said it if I wasn't. If you see me talking shit about somebody, I've already said fuck. Them. Yeah, right. So to me, I was like, maybe he. It could be the chess move of well, I do want to work in this industry. I'll just act like I. I who knew it would have blew yeah, up? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be he legitimately was like, I didn't think it would take off, but. When you read the thread, it's hard to imagine he didn't yeah. think that would take off. See, right. something like that, I need to know the person. Like, I need to yeah. know, are you that Machiavellian? Because some people, like, if it was Andy Klein, I'd be like, he's he's running, y'all. If I met him in real life, if I met him in real life, I'd dap him up. Like, I'd be like, you got them up out of there. And then I'll see his reaction. Like, is he going to be like, oh, I didn't mean to. Or is he going to be like, if he just smiles did, at you, did, just, if he just smiles at you and nods, <laughs> but he can be a nod. One of those, one of those. That... <laughs> you that Mr. Miyagi smile at the end of Karate Kid one. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you got him the fuck about it. Yeah. Because I, mean, I don't blame him, man. Give you one of those. Give you one of these. Because it was the perfect execution. I think he waited a whole year. Like, do you understand the the level of petty and patience that man had to have yeah. to, to fire? He said, I got one bullet, and when I shoot it, I'm going to kill it. You know what I mean? He did it. Oh. But then he had to, there's stuff that's out of his control, like that tweet has to go viral. Right. You know, it has to go super viral so that they actually start an investigation into their own world. Mm-hmm. And so that part you can't, unless you, you know, pay for retweets, which I don't know if that even works. He had to wait for the moment to be so big it couldn't be ignored because right. the hypocrisy of the moment was because like the way they did the podcast they said we're going to talk to just the brown and black employees at Bon Appetit no white people 
we won't talk to anyone who's accused of anything. So we're only the only people whose voices matter are the people who are disgruntled. And and then Eric was like, so then why can't my voice matter? <laughs> Ain't not yours. Because yeah. by your rules, only I get to speak. And he was right. I, uh, yeah. I wonder. <laughs> I think he said that they contacted him like before that to sort of ask about the work environment there. But they didn't expect mm-hmm. him to feel the way he felt about it. They probably wanted him to say, oh, it's good here. It's not like that test kitchen place. So they eat. What happened was, I forget her name, but the lady emailed him and was like, uh, Eric, you know, I felt that I was, you know, somewhat on the wrong side of things. And from doing this series, I started to realize that maybe I had done the wrong thing at our company when you were there. And he was like... <laughs> That email didn't do nothing but insult me. It was the day after his wedding. He, he hopped on Twitter and made a thread. I said, this dude is good, man. <laughs> but I, but then he said, I don't, but you know, so I don't know for sure if he's good, if he's good on purpose or he just got lucky. But man, nothing but respect to that dude, man. Hopefully he was bullshitting on that. Didn't mean to do it part. Well, it's, it sounds like Eric, Eric Edmonds <laughs> is his name. <laughs> <laughs> the hell of a shot hey hey look it's like uh if you didn't mean to bake it it's a hey i call game ain't that what paul pierce said yeah <laughs> hey you might not have meant to but you, you nailed yeah. that motherfucking shot boy niggas dream I guess, about that I guess hey. everything doesn't have to be my man in the pool in the pool hall and dead presidents <laughs> you just beat <laughs> the shit up everything don't have to be beating the shit out of somebody with a pool cue <laughs> <laughs> don't always have to be there, and that's game. Blam! Never respect to that dude, man. I hope he. I really do hope he just fucked with him with that. I wonder, huh? And it was Cheryl. I, I'm. I'm really kind of stuck on that. Yeah, I just don't know where Cheryl goes from here. I don't either, man. I just. I'm, just, I'm like, stuck on that. She's too old. She's too old to feel like. Because when you're young, I think you can say something like that. And as you get older and more fed up with white people's shit, you'd be like, I was tripping. I don't, you know, but she's old enough now that that's just who she is. If she if she truly in her soul forgave that woman as soon as she transgressed her, then, yeah. then that's who she is. Yeah, I'm like, if this is what you feel like you got to do, that's well, fine. I mean, Cheryl is in a, is, is in a position of leverage now because she goes to CBS and says, I can't be on the show with Sharon Osbourne. It's got to be me or her. CBS cannot choose Sharon Osbourne. Oh, no. No, you are a nightmare. <laughs> oh, no. So, Cheryl like, ain't going to do that, though. No, yeah, but she, yeah, she could. But Sharon she is, could. I, mean, I mean, Cheryl is not going to do it. Sharon ain't going to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't see it either, but yeah. white folks love to forgive other white folks. Sharon, Sharon's going to be like, uh, guys, uh, you guys can uh, catch me outside. Yeah. Have y'all ever anymore. seen that, um, that Apple TV, uh, The Morning Show? Show. Yeah, it's kind of like that, right? Where, like, given sharing some benefit of the doubt uh, as another black person, I could see publicly playing it one way and privately these unconfirmed these uh, sources. Yeah, because yeah. you know we keep seeing these sources pop sources up every day with story. a new story. Right. I do wonder if the like she could be the source, and then in public be like, "Listen, uh, she made a mistake and." You know, we all make mistakes, and she is my friend. And in the background, this bitch said, uh, chinky eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's possible. Call me tomorrow. Call me tomorrow, girl. I got some more. But that's I gotta a, go that's the, that to me is like 
as Chris, what you're saying is that's why I can't see her staying there. Yeah. You can't keep her. You, we all know that she's a foul human being. She always has been. I didn't even know that because I maybe oh, watched man. a couple episodes of the Osbournes, but I don't give a fuck about it's just the other things that they say about her, or the, not even the things that they say, the shit she says about herself and the mm -hmm. shit that's reported about her. And she got into a fight with a broad in a restaurant, started kicking her in the shins. Oh, I didn't yeah. There's some shit that she did to this woman before. Mm. Saw her in the restaurant, start fucking with her again. You know, her daughter's a piece of shit. I don't know. I think the boy doesn't really do much of anything now. He just kind of he like yeah, lost weight or something. He's laying, it, he's laying it low. But the daughter's a piece of shit, too. I mean, for real? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. The only thing I really know about them is that maybe like Van Hunt covered one of their songs. One of his songs. For the Ozzy songs? Ozzy's no, another was, one who's just that was Iggy who's gone song. to earth. Sorry. You don't hear nothing out of Ozzy no more. He's yeah. Well, he's a little, he's kind of old and probably Living not Living life, you know. Yeah. Not all there at this point. Nobody watches. I mean, this show's gotten more attention in this last these last couple weeks than it's yeah, ever called the low the low rent view yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the, the name view, of this shit again the view from the across talk. the street yeah the talk <laughs> i forgot the fucking name as we was talking about it like what yeah is the talk? watches that shit i just don't want her to lose her cheryl to lose her job i was like you can't cut that you can't cut off the you can't stop the show right you know take her ass off it also told you it was an interesting insight because if you listen to what Sharon Osbourne's real problem was with that segment, it's an interesting insight into the power dynamics. She was really more upset that she didn't get to dominate the segment and choose right. what they talked about. Mm -hmm. Like she still didn't get the race part of it when they talked about her at the. the she's like, they never do that. They never give. She had no cards. I'm like, you said some racist shit. Do you not remember? The reason we're here is because of the racist shit. She's like, I'm here because they didn't let me right. dictate what we would talk about. Right. And she right. called Holly yeah. Robinson Pete ghetto. Too ghetto, yeah. Holly? Yeah. That's what yeah, I like. You're 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 only you're only Carlton until you raise your voice too high. Then you become yeah. uh you become the jazz. <laughs> Holly, Holly Robinson Pete is a classy broad. What are people talking broad? Like, I, I try not to even get into the respectability of that, but that was my first reaction. Like yeah, I try like not to Holly? do the like, yeah, it was like if you think Holly ghetto, well, that's the thing. It's like you I say, right. I don't you're even want to know what you think about these other as niggas. As long as you don't make a man. She also said that Leah Remini's accent was ghetto. Her yeah. New York uh, yeah. accent. And she said, and then she, and then she tried to. Well, the only ghettos I know are the Polish ghettos. You know, like, like you ain't from, you know, you, you know the, from here. That's what, what you you're saying. saying. You know exactly yeah, what the fuck you're saying. It's like Amanda said, you ain't even from here. What are you talking about? No respect. I don't get the Kevin Frazier's of the world. These motherfuckers. I'm. I would like to know. I would like to ask him or him and Emmanuel Ocho. That fuck Ocho. Oh, how the fuck you say that guy? Who are name? these fucking like, people? What dude? is your motivation, man? Right. Tell me what your motivation is. Is that the guy that hosts the Bachelor now? Yeah, he comes yeah, from he Ask a Black it, Dude, but... and I said on those Ask a Black Dudes. If you go back and you watch him on YouTube, I'm like, I don't like this dude. Me man. either. I don't like I don't like the way he talks. I don't like very respectable. Talking. Lots of respectability. He's too respectable. I was watching him. I was like, he's just too. When I heard, I don't he watch speaks the clearly and cohesively, and I'm like, okay, I don't so, watch it. Either. So that makes him the one now. <laughs> I watch. I it's the appeasement for me. Um, yeah. I I the, I didn't watch. I don't watch The Bachelor. I and I tangentially absorb it from the timeline. Right, bro. When I seen his name associated with that finale, I said, "What is?" 
Do y'all not know what was coming? That's why they got him there, man. I saw the quotes. It was like, I carry myself a certain way because I might be the only black man that person sees. sees. I'm like, and oh, I'm like, you oh. motherfucker. I read it. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> so what, nigga? You motherfucker. <laughs> you, you, as soon as I read that shit, I was like, you motherfucker. You. Hey, Randolph, that's what's going That's what's going to happen on the view, on the talk. It's going to be, <laughs> they going to bring him in. <laughs> they probably are. He'd be the one. I came here to broker the peace between you two ladies. Don't you understand that when she sees you, you might be the last black person she sees, and you have to let her know. You have yeah, to represent for us. Then he gets his own show. It's like I, I'm here to, I'm here to help you guys resolve the dispute. I'm gonna start with Cheryl, <laughs> and I'm gonna only talk to Cheryl the whole time. Cheryl, now here's where you went wrong. You almost cried. Okay, now that's not fair to Sharon because Sharon was crying first. So. <laughs> oh my God. I saw him saying the thing that was going to fix racism was everybody uh, intermingling with each other and, and shit. I was like, oh, you <laughs> wanted them. <laughs> One of those brothers, huh? He used to play football or something. Yeah, I yeah. got his. Yeah. I got his Wikipedia here. He's a so a lot of that right wing kind of talking point stuff comes out of football. He also, though, his entire family has been involved in African missionary work since children were young, and the parents are on the board of directors for Living Hope Christian Ministries. Uh, and a lot of that comes out of church too. Mm-hmm. Um, his family is Nigerian. So his, that Christian Ministries is part of Operation Hope, which provides medical services in Nigeria, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of that comes from, I mean, football and religion both preach that sort of respectability, you know, stand up straight and, you know, be a man, all that shit. Just have confidence. That's all I got to do. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad. Look for up for the exact phrase he said. It was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I can't seem to find it here. I feel bad for Cheryl because uh, I think a lot of these people think that those motherfuckers are their friends and they're not. Yeah. And some people realize it. It takes longer for people to realize it than others. But every she's black too person, old for that. She's too old for that, man. Yeah. yeah she, every and she's been person, in show business too long, too, to know that. Shit, to right. Know. Every black person with white friends go through this betrayal uh, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> and we all have on national TV. So. Sometimes it happens on a podcast. In Sometimes real time. it happens on a podcast, bro. Sometimes it happens at a bar. It just, you had that moment where yeah. you like, oh. Oh, you don't <laughs> like me like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you really just going to write in Bernie. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Also, when you see like those quotes from like Emmanuel Acho and you start to see who retweets them. Yeah, it's like, and they're who quote quote tweets them with like, finally someone says this is ex- I agree so much with this. Bam, white women was telling on because you know that's the main people that watch it back. White women was yeah. loving him. White dude. women was quote tweeting it, yes. <laughs> loving him. Thank you. Like, they love when a nigga say some shit that they can hop on. They love that shit. This is so powerful. <laughs> like, oh, that shit God. is like pumpkin spice to them, motherfucker. Ain't it? Like, it, oh, it doesn't God. put them this in their place, so they're happy about it. Yeah. This is what we need on television, is this real discussions like this. Like, no. The same show brought on that dude, uh, Matt James' black father, to talk about why he was a deadbeat dad the week before. So, like, I don't think this is the this is not the show for us, guys. Didn't this guy's didn't the, the bachelor guy date 
marry, go with a racist girl? He went with the girl that turned out they found out through her uh, post on social media. She actually was racist. She went to an Ed Tabellum party. She uh she liked a whole lot of Trump adjacent tweets and shit. You know, he's a dummy. Yeah, I, but you know what? I blame the show. I blame the yeah. show. How you don't vet people for this? Like that. It's not like the shit was new. Like y'all didn't look through nobody's social media for the one time you were gonna have a black man and be like, let's just avoid anyone with the obvious racial problem, even being on the pool in the pool of candidates. You know. Raphael said, Mark say no more African Mark. missionaries. It's his last name, Acho. It is. Yep. It is Acho. And oh, wait, my- ready for some real talk with Emmanuel Acho. <laughs> That's how they sold it. <laughs> oh, my God. Real talk. That's just fucking corny, man. Some real talk. That's how they sold it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that like, makes be rich. This uh, Bachelor's fan account is like uh, props to Emmanuel Acho for leading much needed conversations so articulately, so articulately on The Bachelor. That's why Jason Whitlock really need to lose weight and eat green vegetables because that dude coming for his spot. Right. He, he, he didn't figure something out. OK, he, he done found a happy middle ground of like, I don't get too political, but I never side with the blacks. Right. Yeah, they fucking <laughs> they fucking love that bullshit that he was talking okay. about. That respectability politics. I don't bullshit. see it as a political thing. He just it's just these these things annoy me so much because they just the type that just never side with black people. They it's not that they come out overtly against black people, they just never quite see our point. Anytime oh, you here, black here, and you tell here, what here it is. Ahead. It's not that they don't see our point. There's two sides, Rod. Yeah, yeah. There's always two sides. It's just never and it's never <laughs> all the way on ours, right? Just never. <laughs> just always just uh, Two sides, Chris. Here's his quote. I walk around realizing I might be the only black man that this person comes in contact with today. So let me do my best job to adequately represent black men across the country. (laughs) And of course, here's like a white woman. I didn't know that black people felt this pressure. As a white person, I'm glad I learned this. (laughs) Repeat that again, Andy, please. His quote? Okay. I walk around realizing I might be the only black man that this person comes in contact with today. So let me do my best job to adequately represent black men across the country. How do you even do that? I had to release. Look at, look at, look at Chris and, and Rod. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I had to release that myself. Okay. I had to release that. You can't live in a, a true, uh, you can't live a true life living underneath that. You, you cannot, you don't live it. You're not living a true expression of yourself living underneath that, putting that, putting that onus on yourself. You don't live a true expression of your life. You, you're always second guessing yourself. You're always wondering, am I saying the right thing? You're always living for somebody else. You're not living for yourself. Always, always living for you, for somebody else and not living for yourself. How you how are you supposed to live live a true expression of yourself if you worried about what these other motherfuckers might think about you? And if you're supposed to be if you're supposed to be Christian, you just treat people nice anyway because they exist and they're a child a child of God, and you don't have to add no res- just because you black. And meanwhile, nigga. creation and be nasty don't even have to live like that. Nope. Right, like they call themselves white girl mobs, and they still get to be more of an individual. Than uh, Emmanuel uh, Ocho, Ocho, 
We don't get to be individuals. And you're and you're playing into that by by perpetrating that and extending that forward. Yeah, someone brought up uh to Alyssa say he used to date Yvonne Orgy. I wonder if he acted this way. I Probably. thought about that too. A lot of people always bring this up, and I'm like, it makes sense. Have you ever seen Insecure? The men on there that they <laughs> that they talk about, like that that they were like, nah, this motherfucker had a fatal flaw. He could be, he could easily fit into one of the like characters on Insecure that was just like on there for an episode or two. You know, one of these random dudes where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, look good, seem well put together. He had a good job. And then they go on one day, he starts talking about uh fucking, I might be the only black man. It's like, here we go. And Raphael saying it's not it's not 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 to discount what you're saying, Raphael. We say it's a southern respect and southern Nigerian thing. It's a black thing, man. Yeah, it's it's a black. It goes all the way back to the schism between W.E.B. Du Bois and and Booker T. Washington. That's the that's the schism. That's why the schism was there. Booker T. Washington was on that side. And even W.E.B. Du Bois. He mm-hmm. still believed in a little bit of the talented talent thing. Yeah. He still believed in that a little bit. Not as much as Booker T. Washington did, but right. he still had some of it in him. And it was much and later in life when he was like, man, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and even with Booker T, uh, a lot of that shit, I don't know how much was just to get the money. Yeah. Because that's what white people, the thing, the main theme here is that's what white people would want to hear. Right. That shit that Emmanuel saying that he's going to be around for a long time. Well, that was backed up by the tweets and comments and all the praises that were thrown his way. Exactly. That's what they want to hear. That's they jam. They like, oh, this my turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, guy, you're, uh, I mean, you're Carlton a- until you make him mad and then your prince, get your uh, yeah. your uh, jazz getting thrown out the door, <laughs> you know. He has a book called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man that Oprah he has a podcast. Time. And if you watch the podcast, I, I watched a couple of them and I was like, he starts talking that shit. I'm like, oh, my God. I put it off to him being young. I was like, oh, he's young. How old is he? 30 something? 33. I think. Late 30s. He's late 30s. I would I think, think he's like he was in his late 30s. If he had a football career, but you're saying he's only 33. Jesus. Um, he is born in 1990, actually born in November of 1990. He's 30. I mean, he didn't have a long football career, maybe. He ain't had his nigga wake-up call yet. Yeah. Yet, if he get one. Yeah. Like I said, it's just easy for motherfuckers to, to make that grift, man. It's The money is lucrative for this type of dude. And the thing just, is that a he, guy like that, though, while the money is lucrative, yeah. he believes this shit. Well, I was going to say, it's just, um, it's just neutral enough that it's not the troll like like what like what jason will i did was trolling with that yeah yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah we all agree right but well he's in it for the right, money what this dude <laughs> was right in it completely for the money he don't give a fuck how you look yeah. what this dude is doing this could be his dogma and also it's neutral enough to be acceptable to a lot of people right, so they right. when they think of like oh someone fucked up with race who do we call the white people who make that phone call will pick up the phone for him and not, you know, some and not somebody they think they ain't gonna call me. they ain't gonna call Dr. Kendi, <laughs> nope. someone who spent years learning in this stuff. They ain't yeah. gonna call him because he's gonna tell you he's not gonna tell you what you want. Right. He's gonna say it really nicely and cohesively and stuff like that, but he ain't gonna tell you what you want. You you gonna walk out there feeling bad. Right. <laughs> they call Kevin Frazier, you know, yeah. that type of person. No so. 
And if in the year, in the years, Heinz, I ain't seen it. <laughs> and if in the years, I ain't seen it. Yeah, and I'm I'm worried that that's the people that Cheryl is is fucking with. That's yeah, could be man, could be. No. And it looks like just from Twitter, like Emmanuel Acho, his not ever, all of his content is necessarily like that. I mean, there's stuff going back to George Floyd protests where he wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. making white people feel comfortable. Right. Um, so it's not 100 percent of his content. I don't really know. No, I mean, but he's got that's, yeah, but that's how it goes, man. It's like I'd be willing to there's bet. a both there's a both side, particularly like a George Floyd right. is undeniable. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's an undeniable unless you're Jason Whitlock, you'll find a way to right. figure out how to deny it. But if it's undeniable, no. But if it's anything that can even borderline on the fence, like uh the the brother that got shot and paralyzed, right. well, you know, he shouldn't have been reaching for the guy, he should just do what they said, you know. Yeah. Well, I I think with a guy like him, I'd be surprised if he does a lot of stuff like that. It's just I have to talk about this major thing, but when it get into the weeds, that's for like the troll Republicans. I think he's the kind of guy that's, that will probably hit you with the like, well, racism and white supremacy is a problem in America and it is something we need to discuss and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying everything is that. And it's like, yeah, but we just want to talk about this one dude that got shot right now, you know? Right. right. Yeah, he's right. got, I'm looking at his YouTube channel and he has this whole series of uncomfortable conversations with uh-huh. a black man. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He's got Matthew like McConaughey's a, on one of them. He's got an episode with um on interracial relationships. He's got PK Subban, who's a hockey player, Lindsey Vaughn. PK. Um they just broke up. I still gotta see him play, man. Yeah. He's he, he's pretty good, actually. He's down, he's great. He's down in Jersey. I it's just because I live in Jersey, I gotta go down and see him. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> he so broke up with like, uh, Tiger Woods' ex. Yeah, they broke up. Record. They were together for a couple of years and they broke up. Yeah, they all on well, the I guess grand. This conversation was from July 8th of 2020. So I guess Kobe being in the house together, man. <laughs> COVID. It didn't help. Being, being up underneath each other for too long. I'm man. sorry. I'm sorry. You're getting on my nerves. <laughs> that COVID. Yeah, this is his podcast series. It's like a video. It's like a YouTube podcast. Yeah. I saw a clip of one on there was a little clip on Twitter of like he's talking to four cops, four white cops, you know. Oh my God. Yeah, um, why would you do it? Why would you do it? What can you gain from that conversation? Randolph, Converse. cops are good people. Yeah, There's right, some cops are. that are good people. Conversation with uh, the police is this episode. Ugh. Um, and, you know, again, he might not be There's caping no for... Was that the police break? Was that a white officer bringing his black girlfriend? No, that was, no, that was the interracial relationship. Oh, okay. The other couple. I was about to say, God damn. PK, oh, and, PK and his girl and then that guy and his girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, my bad. I was just like, what the wow. <laughs> they really went they went for it today, boy. Oh shit. Why would I shoot a nigga when I'm dating one? Come on. It's interesting here. He's talking to four white cops. He's the only you know, not what are they person. gonna use? But it's like, what do you they think got they're gonna guns say on them to you, too? man? What do you think they're gonna say? Well, I, I'd like to hear from some black cops as well. And He's the only black guy there. He's he's the only non police officer there. So there's some shit that maybe some insights that are great. It's good for the optics too. Bring that black cop that uh, used to train them, and then he got uh, <laughs> they fucking profiled him. And yeah, bring him. <laughs> yeah. I like to let us see what he has to say. 
Yeah, I don't care what any of these cops have to say. It's like it's like the like what I've talked about before, like the drive along. They're not going to show you this shit. That's where we shoot them. They're not going to show you that. They're not going to show you anything remotely. This is where we hit them with the sticks. This is where <laughs> That's where we shoot them. They're not going to show you anything normally like that. Yeah, this is, this is what we do. Didn't it, you make the, that joke on Blue Magic? Yeah, I think I probably yeah. did. Yeah, oh, I'm like, so they're good. not gonna. That's not what they do, man. It's it's not real. So whatever comes out of this conversation is not going to be real. It's not a real conversation. You know. I think even why yeah, there's you, a whole. Why don't you? There's a whole audience the dude of that here. teaches them about killing people. And you've heard about that dude. You've talked about that guy before. The guy who teaches that class on. Then they oh you gotta sometimes you might have to take a life you know, yeah that, the deadly force guy and like some dude. of the some of the cops who have shot people have taken his class you know and this guy has a whole audience there's four cops on stage there's a whole audience of cops there's like a q a and they're all white all the cops mm -hmm. are white an audience of cops yeah he thinks that's what i'm saying what i was talking about earlier randolph he's gonna be he can make a living off this he's, he's going not, to he doesn't have to troll but He's the guy that cops call to talk yeah. to them about race, which means you're automatically excluded from the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Like, he didn't try to bring, like, let's bring half the audience of activists and half the audience of cops. He was just like, all cops, I will <laughs> discuss this for the blacks. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll be the and, one black and guy. And he doesn't have, I doubt it highly if he has... Did he do any? Did he apply any scholarship to it? Did you do any study? Do you have any stat? Do you know anything? Anything? Well, that's the part. Even, I mean, did he, he even grew up in this country. Did he, he, he wrote it. Yeah, right? he grew up in, I think, Texas. But he, I mean, he wrote a book called "Uncover Conversation with a Black Man." So uh, he's and some on some level, he's thought about this shit. This is his lane, you know. So without hearing any of, I mean, we, this is a half-hour episode of the of his podcast. All these. They're all like 15 to 20 minutes, really. White parents raising black children, seeing color. Oh, I saw some of that one, too. That was fucking he graduated ridiculous. in 2011 from University of Texas with a degree in sports management. So I think he's, you know, an expert. He should be able to <laughs> do this for a living. And this is his whole, his whole thing now. It's all these uncomfortable conversations. Oprah, Oprah picked him up. She had him on her show on... Uh, there it is right there. Yeah, she had her. she plugged his book for him. Yeah, she had him on her show and you know, he's a he's he's why people want to hear. Mhm. Mm Uncomfortable conversations with a black man is becoming a book. You see, I, Oh, it was a podcast first. Okay. Media moment. Yeah. But I wanted these words want to, to transcend the screen and jump on into a page so they could be passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, Oberhop's on. Hey, Emmanuel. Hi, everybody. Yes, that's me, partner and supporter and publisher now of your soon to be. Yeah, she book. had him on her on her Disney show to push the book. You know, like, I don't give a fuck what he has to say. Oprah <laughs> out here like, listen, you know how much fucking money you about to make some money, make? man. Oprah, Oprah was like, this nigga is a gold mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's, I'll, publish, I'll, yeah, I'll publish the book. I like that he's because he has to keep his brand going. Even his "It's my birthday" video has the word "uncomfortable" in the title. Yeah, <laughs> it's yes. my birthday. Uncomfortable, a comfortable birthday, with a black man. <laughs> he reminds me of when Stephen A. and them went to Chicago to talk about talk to the police. <laughs> what Stephen no. A. came off looking Stephen A. Did bad. That? that shit's on YouTube. It was like what? it was it was Stephen A. Max Kellerman. Um, 
<laughs> a bunch of a bunch of activists and they had a crowd of people, a crowd of people from Chicago. Put Stephen A. Chicago, Max Kellerman, put that in the thing and see if that video pops up. Is it was what is it, was it Laquan McDonald they were talking about? I think it might have been but uh, Barkley did it in Baltimore of all places. That shit didn't go good at all. Nigga, if you don't, my son is dead, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that shit didn't go good at all. <laughs> Barkley shit was good. What is you talking about? Stephen A did it. Stephen A did it in Chicago. And I was like, Mash Kellerman, Stephen A, a bunch of the activists, black people from the community. And oh, oh, Michael Eric Dyson, I think, was there. I think too. I remember that. And oh, it might not have been that bad then because it didn't go. Stephen viral. A came off, didn't come, came off looking like hell. Mm. And Max Kellerman again comes off looking like <laughs> I love Max. Max, Max <laughs> going to the cookout, first ballot house. <laughs> Straight to the cookout. Not yeah. Oh, the national violence in Chicago. Yeah, it didn't it? Yeah. yeah. What, was, what, what was Stephen A. doing specifically? Uh, he just—he was both sides and everything. Oh, okay. Everything was both sides. Man. Yeah, the police are messing up in Chicago. I'm like, first of all, you don't. They had a they had a site where they tortured people, Stephen. In Chicago, that's not that's not even in question. That's that's a thing. They had a building where they would take people and torture them at the police. So first comment, I don't know. Anyone find it strange that Max seems to really get it, but Stephen A seems oblivious. <laughs> told you, <laughs> I told you, I told you. Stephen A was doing his he was doing his uh, sports take thing, but on race. That's so that's so ridiculous. It's funny. That's how ridiculous that is. Absence of civil rights, you know, unemployment, education, etc. We were denied Absolutely. opportunities to pursue greatness. We were denied opportunities to educate ourselves throughout history, and somehow, some way, we appeared more together then than we do now. What right. does Dr. Michael Dyson say about that? A couple of things. Appear is a critical word here. Social media. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> well, appear. Well, a couple of things. Uh, let me just shut you down right quick. <laughs> appear <laughs> is the critical word here. <laughs> uh, puts a spotlight on things that already existed, but we didn't know. So when you talk about the 30s and 40s and 50s, when you talk about A. Philip Randolph and the, the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters, when you speak about uh, Mary McLeod Bethune, there was devastation in black communities then. There's a kind of nostalgia that has prevailed to talk about a golden age of segregation when black people were to themselves and we controlled things. Now, it is true that when you were forced to go to Howard and not Harvard, when you were forced to go to a, a, a historically black college and university, there was a tremendous concentration of high intelligence and critical insight about the problems that prevailed. But once desegregation came along and black people were able to flee to suburbs and exurbs, able to leave the inner city core, able to leave the urban center, the devastation was concentrated upon those who were left behind. So it is absolutely true that black people were able to survive in the midst of white supremacy and social injustice and the racial terror that was unleashed but the reality is now those people have been left behind without resources and those of us who have made it those of us who have television shows and those of us who teach at elite institutions of higher education do not often live in those communities though nope. you saw the, the the news report in the new york times of the yeah so this is like 30 minutes yeah long. i was uh i was waiting for him to go ahead and drop the uh as yeah he only does he doesn't really do that said. he doesn't really do that in situations like this he yeah, won't do I that just wanted him to do it like anyway <laughs> but one for the old school for me man 
<laughs> it wasn't, you know, as the great brother, uh, the philosopher Tupac said. <laughs> I picked Tupac up Charles Blow's book. book about uh, moving back, moving, uh, moving back to the South. And he was talking to uh, one of the organizers in Chicago who was almost 100 years old and he was interviewing him. And he was explaining how when black people left out of the community, when the, as, as Dr. Dyson was saying, when people left out of the community, you left, it was a big chunk was taken out of the community and the people that were left behind suffer because the, uh, the, those, I don't want to say higher level black people because that's not the right word. <clears throat> But when those people left, they left just a hole in the community. There's a there's a gaping hole left in the community there. Talent in town. Of talent is gone. Monetary resources are now gone. Voices that can advocate for you are gone. Role models that kids can see walking around every day are gone. Mentors for youths on the street gone. All this is just gone now. And there's talk about all the time. Talk about all the time. I think how you get a manual acho is because of that. Right. Cause he, cause his talent of playing football immediately, like all talent for black people, just about immediately puts you through this pathway, this gauntlet of whiteness. And by the end of it, you want some other shit. You know what I mean? To survive that, you got to be on some like, well, let me explain where these white people coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And the only way I think you, I don't say the only way you got to make a conscious choice as a black person to stay connected. I believe, I believe. And you need to have something connecting you to it, you know, mm-hmm. family, friend, something. You have something. Social, social, social media has started to help a lot. Yeah. And you got to want to stay connected to it. You can't be on that. I get some money. I'm leaving you niggas. Yeah. <laughs> social media has helped a lot, man. And as the brother Tupac Shakur said, if I ever need a place to say, <laughs> if my homie calls. This is, this is Stephen A. Smith's like final thought on this a lot of layers to this issue it can be overwhelming but the thing that really stood out to me is is if you want to get involved just investing your time whether it's in education parks and recreation and making yourself uh, educated on what's occurring bottom line is this i appreciate dr michael eric dyson isaiah thomas everybody being out here or the flagger everybody else i appreciate the trials and tribulations that we face as a community we understand we get it we understand that a lot of times things are done wrong to us but we're doing wrong to ourselves. We're victimizing but. ourselves. And I'm not interested in folks coming to the black community and doing for the black community. I'm interested in folks helping the black community do for ourselves. Personal accountability, personal responsibility is what it ultimately comes down to. You got to love one another and stop the violence. Because at the end of the day, the only people that we're killing are ourselves, literally and figuratively. See this? We'll have an ongoing conversation as social issues come up on the show <laughs> about that topic and the difference between the kind of institutional responsibility and personal responsibility and its ongoing. Again, you thank see, you. Do you see what I'm saying? You see that right there? You see that's what I'm talking about. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's that's why Stephen A. Smith makes the amount of money that he makes. That's at the end of that panel because discussion. Of that right there. Right. Yeah. So that's There's what no he... Michael Eric Dyson sitting there to go, that's bullshit. There's no... Right. There's Y'all niggas gotta checking. stop killing each other. <laughs> right. What about black on black crime? <laughs> that's what that's what I'm Chicago, talking about. Right that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We, we just need to come together and do what, Stephen? We don't <laughs> have economic resources because they were systematically denied to us. So what are we to do, Stephen? Just <laughs> even, the fact tell me what it is we're to do, Stephen. The fact How that do we fix even, it? You can even do that with, right? <laughs> like, he can do that with everything. 
it's a, it is at once an awe-inspiring talent and also the the evilest gift in the world. Because <laughs> he he really started with like you know we got systemic uh, issues, we got oppression, we got to deal with uh you know we got all kinds of economic burdens that's on the community, and you know we have been denied access and you're like yes we have however like, but however I'm like <laughs> with this with this this is this is gonna be your last word here this is gonna be your last word this isn't lebron versus jordan you don't have to do a however you can just end with and we'll be talking about that on first day nope. Yeah. nope this is this is the this is the this is the last thing you know it's 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 uh, the thing of like, it's black on black crime, man. Well, we're killing each other. We don't kill each other at, at higher rates than any other ethnic group. Not not a one. <laughs> not one. High. We don't. We don't. We do. We do not. And he can leverage that with white folks as I went to Chicago and told them black on black crime. <laughs> it's the worst. I told them niggas to stop yeah. killing each other. That, like never, never underestimate the power of that. Because uh, a lot. That's why uh, conservative people reach out and be like can i come on your podcast do you yeah. want to come on mine it's only so they can then turn to their audience and be like i told that nigga to his face okay right. i said uh black people need to stop killing black people if you want my sympathy and it's like oh god that was no point <laughs> that's that's Stephen a smith this man. is uh by the way i'm gonna go back this is that was minute 31 and by the yeah. way max kellerman was killing him through this whole thing <laughs> that, ridiculous. that was minute 31 of this <laughs> was ridiculous. let's go to minute one and a half to, to okay. see like this was all talked about earlier in the segment the reality is is that 90 percent uh, you know 93 percent of people of color who die black people in particular who die die at the hands of black people 84 percent of white people who die die at the hands of white people we don't have a narrative for white on white crime so the the point is it's neighbor to neighbor carnage what are those neighborhoods looking like if they are depleted of the play that isaiah Resources. spoke about if they are depleted of the recreational outlets that people should have access to if they have poor education if the downward turn in the economy the shift from manufacturing to service industries sends all of the resources out to the suburbs and in the inner city they are left depleted of any kind of buffer against that kind of economic devastation then you have a recipe for chaos that ain't no racial thing at that level that's about the inequalities that prevail now you know how far you and I go back and you these know are sim- that these are very crazy. simple concepts man let's, it's not, let's see if he let's see if he hard. gets it let's see if he gets it <laughs> me on a lot of different issues and I certainly don't mind being educated right here on live television but let me throw out based based on what you just explained right I need you to explain something to me you say it's neighbor to neighbor carnage mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to go by black on black crime fair enough but when you hear that 316 killings have taken place, when you hear that African-Americans account for 24% of those fatally shot and killed by it. police, despite being just 13% of the U.S. population, then you go to other things where we're doing things to ourselves, even though they exist in other communities. White, it, white crime, huh? you know, Latino. He literally just addressed that. <laughs> Let me. Uh, but, what, but what you really saying is. Anytime he started that preamble, boy, she just told you this. That <laughs> you. He always starts that. Now, you know, Randolph and I, we go back a long way. Okay, let me tell you, we are the best <laughs> of friends. I've known this man since I was three. But let me ask you this, Randolph. Don't niggas just be shooting niggas, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. You just you said like he is the best at that in the worst. I just ever. told you, I gave you the numbers. <laughs> I gave also, you the numbers. <laughs> I mean, just a side note, there's n- there's no such thing 
as black on black crime unless being black was a motivating factor in committing the crime. Right. You don't commit because the other guy is black. If you're not committing the crime because he's black, it's not black on black crime. It's not motivating the crime. It's just a person committing a crime. Thank you, Jane. Did you not just hear what I just said? (laughs) And the thing that's wild to me is that uh, at the end of the day, Stephen A, uh, whenever you get into the weeds with him, you break down his bullshit. His shit always comes back to like the real reason I think black people should look out for black people is because white people, I, I, I trust them less than everybody. And I'm always like, why don't you just say that part? Like, <laughs> you always start with the like, here's what we can do, okay? They, but I would, it would do me a lot better if you started with like these white people ain't shit. Cause like I went to an HBCU, we've had people that come to speak to us, and they'll be like, um, like career day or something. Like, listen, uh, this is a hard talk. You know, I get this talk every year. I hate and I hate to do it, but I'm gonna tell y'all this: if you want a job in corporate America. You're gonna, they're gonna expect you to look a certain way. I'm not telling you that's fair. I think it's unfair. I, and if you want to say fuck me and, and walk out, walk, I, I won't even blame you, but you, they're gonna tell you to cut your dreads off or whatever. And every year you have one person walk out, you know, <laughs> you know, the brother's yeah. like, right, what racism is real, you know, that dude. And then, but then a bunch of us, we, we know that that came from a place of love because he didn't say it like, and it's your fault. It's like, yeah, no. The, Stephen A would do a go a long way in all his bullshit with none of this is your fault. Now I think we're gonna have to solve the problem on our own because they will never help us stop this violence. Nah, he just goes, Well, what about black people killing black people? It's like (laughs) didn't I just tell you that? Didn't I just tell you? Yeah, (laughs) I'm tired of having to talk to you for an hour before I get you to go because that's what he said about um. Fuck. What's what's the one we listened to, Randolph? The uh, Stack Jack and uh, All the Smoke. Oh, oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. You listen to the All the Smoke interview. It just they break it down all the way to him being like, "Listen, he white folks is racist. Yeah, it's just, never gonna change. Just so <laughs> this is what we should do to survive. Why don't you just lead with that. You start with that. Because why wonder, are you blaming us though? But you you blaming us for stuff that's beyond our control. A lot right. of it is beyond our control. Because I always wondered how the fuck other black people were cool with him because i because that was the the first re- giveaway for me was like so wait jamel hill still fuck with you after i that? know well i don't think they fuck with each other anymore they might not anymore yeah but, <laughs> but remember when it first they were then like, yeah yeah and then and then of course stack jack and uh matt i mean people think they two of the realest they bring yeah. you on they show fuck. yeah you, you took them under their your wing specifically and helped those yeah. dudes and they thank you for it what the fuck is happening, Stephen? And then you find out, like, oh, this is he's on some. Listen, these white people ain't shit. Let me tell you how to make the money. Cool. But in public, uh, like Dave Chappelle said, who are you signaling? Yeah. Who, signaling, who are you signaling to with this bullshit, man? Signaling who, white folks. Who are you, you signaling this? to? I say that shit all the time. Now, who are, who is this for? Because right. it ain't for us. Max Kellerman seems to be for us more so than you. His whole honestly, his whole like debate tactic is like, listen, uh, Michael Eric Dyson, like I, I heard everything you just said, all those points you just you not, just not made. I heard I all hear that. Everything you said, but, I agree with everything you said. No, but it's like, yeah, it's like, I heard all this stuff that you you're just talking about. But uh, let me just uh, just pose a hypothetical. Uh, yeah. What if uh, what if you didn't say all those things? 
So we're right back to where we were. Like, it's just, <laughs> let me just find a way to articulately ignore everything you just said. And, and you know who has the hardest job in the world is Max Kellen. Yeah. I respect that dude. He, he's so good. At, I, I Like, I don't watch that show very often. It's hard to watch, man. Yeah, but, but I mean, well, not because, <laughs> hold up. Not because it's hard to watch for me. It's the opposite. It, it's like crack. Like, I really think... <laughs> It, it, like they, it's such a train wreck. Sometimes I, I would sit there and watch it all day if I could, but I, I, you know, I just don't want to. I don't want to feed my brain with that garbage. But um, I, Max Kellerman is so good at his job because he has to navigate advocating for black people, marginalized people, but also never coming directly at Stephen A. Because Stephen A. will pull the race card, like. Yeah. If you if like if you do say to him like, well, Stephen A. Black on black crime is not a thing. That's when he goes to Max Kellerman. Like, first of all, Max, I'm a black man. I live in America. I have always been a black man. And last time I checked, you're not a black man. It's like he about to do this whole derailing of the con- conversation because now it's convenient to say I'm a I'm black and this is racism and you won't say oh counterman. Yeah, yeah, well, if you notice, he doesn't, you know, who who doesn't he buck up against? Didn't buck up against Howard Brown. Howard, nah. Didn't buck up against Michael Dyson. Right. You, you can't. Because <laughs> you, you can't. But anytime Max iterates one of their points, because Max probably does all that reading. Yeah. Um, Max, is, Max is a guy who clearly sits down and reads and thinks about these things. Yeah. And, you know. And then Stephen A pulls up, but I'm black, so you can't say that. I'm surprised they haven't had, They, I bet you they had Emmanuel H on that show. I bet. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I can see surprise it. me. I I know that Bomani didn't do their show much. He's done all. some arguments against Stephen A. It's just always been sports. Yeah, like, they haven't really done a lot of racial back and forth, and uh, I think that's about as much as I can say. <laughs> <laughs> when Stephen used to bring uh, Will K K Kane on, that's and he used to talk about how smart he was. That's what really made me. Look at Stephen mm-hmm. A. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He's he's just a you're such a really smart, intelligent guy. I'm like, Will Kane's not that smart, man. Yeah, he's he, he part talks of that's good. The job, part of that's the job too. So you can't trust none of that shit. Like, he's not that smart, man. Yeah, because because Bo would be <laughs> like, you know, he he makes uh, you know, he's he's good at at radio and da 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 da. And then Bo would eviscerate that motherfucker. <laughs> that's, that's like when you bring up a comic that's not funny. Yeah, this guy's a great friend of mine. He's really funny. You're gonna love it. Yeah. Right. And then Bo, anytime they ever had a fucking debate, Bo would just roast the fuck yeah. out of him all roast the time. Just read him to the point that whenever he says something, now people come immediately to Twitter. Bo, can you say something? Else? No. Right. <laughs> go, go get your other big brother. Like he because <laughs> like someone has to fill in for Bo on his radio show. And he, I don't think he gets to pick who it is. So like it'd be Will Kane. Sometimes they're trying to bring him up and Bo come back, you know, the next week or whatever and just be like, yeah, Will Kane, you know, that, that's him. <laughs> like, I can't say, you know, can't say too much. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. That, it's that late, y'all. Let's bring this. Let's bring this one home. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, y'all. And thank hey, you for thank you. For I didn't die. Through, yeah. yeah. Well, so far, so, so, far, so, far yeah, so good. Feel fine. Chris, thank you so much for spending this day with us, man. Thanks uh, for having me, guys. Appreciate you as always. I know we we blown now we've blown Chris's listening pleasure for next week. Yeah, I got a hour. I got to find five hours of black people to listen to. I uh, know. I just want to apologize to Shay if if you're you're listening to this one day later. 
I'm sorry I didn't believe Bad Bobby right away. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's on me. I, Rod, she's just a kid, you asshole. That's my fault. And if there's any reconciliation, we didn't want to run you off. We didn't try to run you off, Shane. I was also put outside for talking too damn much. If, if any, <laughs> If there's any reconciliation. I also had some childhood trauma. I'm trying to get over. Yeah. There. No, no one caught you outside though. So okay. no, no <laughs> how about that? Outside. Okay. <laughs> we ain't got no shows coming up with nothing right now. So that's about it. Yeah. Oh, I guess we bring it home. We tread water. All right, here we go. Rod, you go last. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Chris Lambert. I'm Roderick Morrow. Hey, we're four guys on today. We are out.